of Black Man Do Talk, where we have overdue conversations from a black man's perspective. I am one of your hosts, Street Hems. Elijah Wright. And I'm Miles Brown. And today is a good day. No ice cube. Talk to me, fellas. How was your week? It was good, man. Long, but good. What made it long? Man, you know, just stuff with church and work. Indeed. Yeah. You good with church, bro? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, bro, man. today's sermon was needed. Ain't, hey. you, ain't you with like four different churches? Nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> it, it, it's only one. You said tripping. Hey, Konania Christian Church. <laughs> if you're looking for a home, <laughs> it right. slide through. Konania. <laughs> He said, Cardinia. Hey, you good, bro. You good. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. My week is cool. Life is good for me right now. I'm excited about the future, so. Indeed. What about the president? The president is cool. I can't complain too much, but the future, the president is busy. Indeed. Busy. I'm up all day, all night, every day. That's okay. Wow. You good? Yeah. You must be getting to that money. I'm working on it. That's definitely the goal. Okay, well, shout out, good sir. Shout out. Um, yeah, How was my your week, brother. My week. Uh, this was a really, really decompressed week uh, because the, the month of May was probably the most I've worked, probably in a few months or even a year. I had back-to-back battles. I went to LA for a battle. While I was even in LA, before that, I was in Denver for like an influencers convention and like. Uh, the mountains, so I was writing and memorizing while there, get back, and um, before that, I was in D.C. for another influencer thing with um, Derek Miner. He has, like, a thing called uh, uh, Ownership is a New Black. We own now. Fire. We went to D.C., you know what I'm saying, campaigned, and did some political stuff, and also just hung out, you know, with a bunch of other Christian hip-hop artists and musicians, etc. Um, and then last week, I battled main event while also hosting the event, you know what I'm saying, um, and co- orchestrating everything. So, you know, it's look, battle rap life ain't for everybody, man, especially when you you, you write last minute, you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm last, I'm a last minute gang, bro. I'm last minute gang. But the, the event went great, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that supported and came out. Like, we packed the house. It was very, very hot in the building. Um, not just because the bars, it was physically. Physically hot, you know what I'm saying? Uh, was anybody there? Indeed. The, well, okay. Well, how, was, it, yeah. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it? Was it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot. I was like passing out waters from the stage because I want people to pass out and sue me. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm the guy. But yeah, the Christians, in my opinion, because we had like a Christian battle rap, Christians versus the culture. We went seven and zero. I, I heard it wasn't close. What do you? It was a lot of bars, bro. Yeah. It was a lot of bars, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I was proud of what Loso, A Ward, Saga, uh, K Jack, Matt Cobbins did, and I was even proud of like some of the people from the city. You know, Benji Reckless killed it. Um, uh, Hero, he went crazy. Um, Trill Chuko, my opponent, 
went bananas. DC DC ate as well, especially because he wrote within a week. Yeah, it was it was a it was an all around successful event, man. So I'm, I'm really really proud of all the fellas, man. So shout out to Three O Battle League, Anthony. We see you, bro. Now let's get to some more pressing business. Oh, good sir, Elijah, man. Tell us, tell the people what you do. You know, what I'm saying on the side, apart from you know, what I'm saying being a dedicated member of Cornelius Christian Church. <laughs> Uh, I am one of the, the four founders of DAG, which is the acronym for the Dallas Abstinence Group. Indeed. Um, yeah, we're about a year in, um, and we actually just April 16th um, became an official organization. Oh, LLC! Uh, yeah. So that's, that's my, my little side thing. Yeah. That's not little, bro. <laughs> little side that's kind of crazy. The Dallas Abstinence Group. Yeah. Who started it? Man, so it started with my sister, um, Kristen Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were like an extension of another group based out of Atlanta. Um, that for whatever reason, you know, they're in competition with us now. It's, it's crazy. And we're both Christian organizations. So y'all are so. dag. What are they, dang? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're um, TST. Dang. The Sexless Tribe. <laughs> oh, the Sexist Tribe, Shakia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, something happened there, so we end up changing the name. And Y'all Christian beefing? Bro, we it's beef in the kingdom, Christian bro. Christian streets. Bro, I'm like. That's, the, that's, that's my homegirl, too. Bro. She was in Dallas last week. <laughs> yeah. uh, last week? Yeah. Dang, oh. he didn't even know. He didn't even know. I'll be, I, 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 I don't think you get the invite if y'all beefing. Yeah, no, not at all, bro. <laughs> hey, she ain't even want us in the, you know, um, little thing. But Indeed. I, Wait, yeah. well, you know what I'm saying? Well, shout out to uh, the Sexless Tribe. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think I f- uh, first found out about them a year ago. And then on Kevin Samuel's last episode, they got a little shout out. You know what I'm saying? It's wild. Yo. It's crazy. No, right right crazy. before, you know what I'm saying? God rest his soul. <laughs> Young Kev, you know what I'm saying? One of the people he was interviewing shouted out the Sexist Tribe. You know, so that was kind of crazy. I was like, wow. Um, But indeed, indeed. So apart from, you know, y'all beefing, um, (laughs) personally, what y'all got going on, it was started by your sister, Kristen Moore. Mm -hmm. And what was the fuel behind it? Honestly, we just wanted a whole bunch of believers to come together um, and really start doing life together. because we're not meant to walk this journey alone. That's facts. And so um, that happened. She st- they started it right around in like February-ish. And then um, right around the time me and my um, brothers got with it, it was still only like 40 or 50-some people. And then right after that, um, we took the reins and just went full steam ahead. And now we got over... A little over 200 members. Oh, okay, now? Yeah. It's That's what's up, baby. How you become a member? That's fire. I got to get a tattoo or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Um, we, right now we're on this app, and, you know, it's a lot of controversy around this app, but it's called Discord. Um, the Discord app? Yeah. What's y'all know you Discord are like battle rappers Discord. and gamers? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently now the celibate, too. Hold, hold y'all on. Y'all done found an app. Okay. What's the controversy around Discord? I, I didn't know there was any controversy. It's, it's it's not everybody uses it for such yeah purity oh. as gaming. Yeah. Okay. And uh, okay. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. I'm on a Discord for like 
Isabel Mains on Super Smash Bros. What is yeah, that? Yeah, I've what known about this court. I just didn't know that huh? it was what, used what for is anything. Isabel Mains? Nefarious. Um, well, there's a game called Super Smash Brothers. Oh, Ultimate. with Mario and... Oh, yeah. Oh, Mario's, Do you not play Super Mario's Smash good. Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I ain't played it since um, Nintendo... No, was it on Nintendo 64? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's those who like really, really like are about this life. I'm one of them niggas. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So like Isabel, Mains, like, like we talk about frame data... You know what I'm saying? Like, like how, what other counter moves or counter characters, how to count, like, yeah, we really Brother, get it's going in. over my head right it's now. It's cool, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's, but for those that know, hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, you feel me? But, um, but yeah, so, uh, so what y'all are using Discord for is kind of like the app that y'all are yeah, So all I got to do is join Discord and I'm a part of the group. Discord, yeah. Uh, we got the invite link or if you um, go to the Instagram, send us a message and then they'll drop the link in there for you and then... Boom. I'm going to do that when I edit So, what's, what's the Instagram? The, the IG is, it, look, and it's long. It's Dallas underscore abstinence underscore group. I don't know why they made it so long. It's bro. three words. No, nah, but you know some people don't know People can't spell? spell? Exactly. Wait, okay. Abstinent. A-B-S-T-I-N-E-N-T. Abstinent. No. Abstinence. Abstinent. Abstinent. No, abstinence. But did I spell abstinent right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spelled that word right. It's just, it's just the wrong word. Yeah. Use yeah. it in a, se- in a sentence, please. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so um, you're talking about abstinence in the context of men and women, obviously, because I don't think community is too foreign when we talk about Men hanging out with men, women hanging out with women. So is the emphasis here, community is important, intermingling between both sexes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because. Wait, so, lot- m- wait. Men and women can be friends? I know, right? It, it blows your mind to even I think got, about I it. I got another question. I clutch my pearls. Talk to me. <laughs> because I'm, I'm just now learning about this group, so I, I don't know much. So men and women are co-mingling together in this abstinence group. Mm-hmm. Has anyone found difficulty with that being the case? That it's not just men with men in this abstinence group or just women with women in this abstinence group, but they're together trying to fight the same fight, yet naturally tempting each other because she looked good and whatnot. I think that's natural. It, it, that's just common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think the group should be disbanded if somebody ends up no, smashing I'm somebody. No, I'm not saying you that. Saying? I'm just saying, like, it's like in, in yeah. some spaces. Canceled. When yeah. that's the, <laughs> no, nah, in, in some spaces where the, the goal is, is to not have sex, they will intentionally separate the men from the women. So oh, yeah, no. a lot of so times, like, like, there's an abstinence group for men or there's an abstinence group for women, but they don't always come together as one. There's an abstinence group for men? Google it. Oh, okay. What I mean, that you can't Google everything. The 12 step program? What hey. is it? <laughs> I ain't never heard of, You heard of that? I ain't never heard of that one. Come on, man. I'm just. I've, look, I've, I've been a part of groups and like Bible study and we encourage abstinence. But like, I don't know if it was like rooted in it. I've never heard of that. That's interesting. You heard of that? Yeah. Would you read it? Nah. No, why I've, never, I've never joined a, a group. Indeed. Yeah. Well, dag. <laughs> I see what you did there. Indeed, indeed. But no, like in, within Discord, like you know, we have like 
um, WOD, so the women of DAG. So they have their own separate chat. That's fire. And the men have their own separate chat. So, That's like, fire. you know, we're able to be, like, vulnerable with men. The women are able to be vulnerable with the women. And then in the general chat, I mean, if vulnerability happens there, it happens. So, yeah, like, and look, even if you're not practicing, like, anybody and everybody is still welcome. Like, you know, like, it's some groups that are like, well, if you're not doing this, you can't join. And it's like, well, no, with us, even if you are doing it, you can still join because the goal is for you to get around individuals that are practicing abstinence. Mm. Because eventually, it's like, all right, well, it'll rub off, start to rub off on you to where it's like, yeah, no, I really don't need to be doing this. And then, you know, we have like, tonight, we have a um, fellowship night, Bible study. Um, we have like worship experience nights. You going to make um, it? Oh, no, nah, brother. No. Nah. <laughs> okay. Brother, you know, when you called, I, I was like, I'm here. Oh, say less. Yeah, brother. That's what's up. Yeah. So we, we do everything, man. And, like, we don't just, like, sit and talk in the app. Like, we actually get out. I do, do life. Stuff. It's a community. Yeah. I That's like fire, it. bro. That's fire. Okay. So how, uh, I want to say impacting, because I think, especially when you start talking those who aren't even practicing to be around it. Because the way I put it is, we're called to be light, mm-hmm. essentially, right? And for me, that is whoever comes around me is going to end up shining. Mm-hmm. Whether that is on purpose or unintentional. You know, it's kind of like, because uh, I'm a battle rapper, I have a lot of friends that curse a lot. And they get on the phone with me, like, oh, my bad, bro. I ain't mean to. It's like, oh, fam, my bad. I, 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 know, you, I know you a Christian man. I'm like, Bro, you good, fam. I ain't even tripping on that. But, and, and that's, that's another thing, like, like uh, the concept of light exposing. Mm-hmm. But as light, we don't actually have to do a job of intentionally putting our light on somebody. Mm-hmm. Is let your light so shine before men, not on them. Yep. So all you got to do is be present. Mm-hmm. And so just the presence of and the mindset of believers together foundationally with the core. Because not just y'all are just happenstance to be there but our mindset is hey we're a group of men and women that hang out and we are making a commitment to what, what was the old Medea term clank clank lockdown Yo. you know what I'm saying <laughs> clank 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 lockdown <laughs> indeed so that's, that's fire bro that's fire commend y'all you know what I'm saying send me to discord bro bro I got you you bro. know what I'm saying I'm gonna join that I'm gonna join that I'll do it right now Find okay, my well, IG right now. Okay, y'all, y'all quick with it. Oh yeah, bro. Look, y'all recruiting for real. Think we ain't, bro? <laughs> two hundred deep. That's two hundred within a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, we, we, I was gonna we ask. Start growing from July to February was like that's when people kept coming. Indeed. So. That's July February of last year. No. This year. So between um, July of last year and February of, of this year. year. Okay, um, baby, baby, yeah. Baby. Indeed. I guess that's, uh, where do you think the growth was cost from? Like the, the boom? Um, oh, bro. I sent it to you, by the way, the link. You okay, got the link. Say less. Um, bro, I, it's nothing but God, bro. Praise like, God. literally. Um, it was just us. Like, you know, you got some Christians, bro, that's, that's afraid to just be them. Like, people look at Christianity and, and Christians and like, oh, bro, it's lame to be a Christian. Nah, bro. 
We be lit. <laughs> Indeed. People be think we drunk. We be drunk off mocktails, bro. For <laughs> real, bro. Like Indeed. And just having a good time, man. And then, like, just putting that out there and, like, people seeing that, oh, are y'all a group? Yeah. Yeah. What y'all do? X, Y, and Z. Oh, bet. How can I join? Can I do? No, we don't get down like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, hey. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really think that's what it was. Um, and then even just... Like, every third Sunday, we'll go visit somebody else's church as a group and, like, just experience different churches. And then, like, people see us walking out in this big group. Mm-hmm. Oh, what y'all here for? We just put the That's it. So, so uh, how, how real can we get, bro? Bro, we can get real, bro. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> when it comes to knowledge whether it be f- to a leader or even from a leader, and somebody falls, stumbles, what does restoring them look like? Bro, we love on them, bro. Like, we, we recently just had an incident. Um, somebody fell. And, you know, one of the biggest things was they left the group, and they was like, you know, I can't be with y'all because I did X, Y, and Z. And it's like, bro, it's okay. Like, we love you. Like, we're not here to condemn you or nothing. Hell, you slip and 12 other people probably done slip and they just ain't said nothing. Like, so it's like, we we really like, when I tell you we take, um, we take like the whole family atmosphere serious. Like, it's really nobody left behind. Like that's good. Yeah, bro. you failed, but like we still love you. God still loves you. That's good. Like we have no heaven or hell to put you in. Yeah. And like if we can't gather around you in your lowest moment, then we're useless to you. Man. Man. Yeah, that's uh something we talked about in the former podcast. The importance of throwing parties, you know what I'm saying, for the prodigal. Mm-hmm. You know, like like we're called to be party promoters. Oh yeah. To those who have fell aside, fallen away, you know, when they come back or when you reach out and get them back, that should be a moment of celebration, you know. And so, like, like to know that y'all are doing that, bro, I commend y'all. Dope. Talk to me, Miles. What you think? What you no, I, I think the, the entire uh, just deciding to start a group like that is fire. The commitment to keep it going is fire. Because I've tried to start things in the past. And that uh, that dedication and commitment to keep something going, that's a listen. Look, so, that's that's not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that's so I commend y'all for that for just going strong. And then two hundred people deep, that means y'all there's at least two hundred lives that you are affecting, and who knows how many of those people are having the conversations necessary to change someone else's life. So, only thing I got to say to that is uh, congratulations and keep doing good work. Man, there's there's really nothing else to be you, said. Man. Indeed. Okay, so, bruh, your boy done had them seasons, man. You know what I'm saying? Where you, where the shame is on me, the mm. guilt is on me, mm. the the isolation is is, mm. is right there. Like, all right, I, I, I just, it's better to pull away because I don't want to end up hurting somebody else or bringing somebody else down with me. For that person that's listening or watching, what's your message to that person right now? You're never by yourself. Um, take me, for example. 
Bro, I'm the most imperfect being, in my opinion, that you could ever encounter. And me and my um my my prayer partner, shout out that boy, the, um the painter Tony. <laughs> yes, Indeed. sir. I I called them um at one of my lowest moments. Um to where I was like, bro, I'm about to leave. I'm about to isolate. Like, bro, the 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 beautiful thing about having accountability and brothers or, or just community that genuinely cares about you is to know that they're not going to beat up on you in those moments mm-hmm. and they're not going to let you go. That's Even good. when you want to go, they're not going to let you go. That's good. Um, and And so... You're never by yourself. Um, even when you feel like going, even when you feel like leaving, even when you feel like you're at your lowest of lows and you don't even deserve the community that's around you. What is it? Proverbs. Um, oh, let's go with the paraphrase. Oh. Talk to me. Talk to me. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Amen. Um, When I was at my lowest moment, that was my go-to. I was trying to understand why he, not even God, why I allowed myself to fall into a place that I knew, I knew I ain't had no business there. <laughs> yeah. And then tried to blame it on him. Oh, no. God. that's interesting. No, like, right? It's like, I'm sitting there trying to blame it on him. He's like, no. Nah. Yeah. Like, because you're trying to do stuff by yourself. Yeah. You're trying to lean onto your own understanding. Like, lean into me. Trust me. Like, I didn't bring you here. I didn't bring you this far just to leave you. Yeah. And you're never, by, like, I'm always right here. And even in that moment where I was trying to run, yo, the funny thing about God, that man kept hugging me and he kept loving me and he kept loving me. And I'm like, bro, let me go. I don't like it here. Like, why do you love me and I just did this? Why do you love me and I just hurt this person? Like, let me go, bro. Like, please let me go. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to let you go. Wow. So, like, it, it doesn't matter how ugly the, the situation may be. Um, it doesn't matter how lost you may think you are. Um, Marvin Sapp says, just know he still has his hands on you. And even when it feels like you're by yourself, you're not. Even when you feel like you're worthless, you're not. Even when it feels like the depression or the anxiety is is starting to take over you, it's not. You're not fighting it by yourself. And I would urge you, one one of the things the enemy tries to do, he wants you to isolate. Mm -hmm. Because if he can get you by yourself, it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even when you don't want to, like, literally, you have to fight. Fight for community. Um, and even now, I'm literally talking to myself because at the church, MOJ, like, I, bro, and, and Tony knows this. Like, you know, I lost my brother back in um, August to cancer. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, is, it's been real hard for me. Um, to even express or just say is like just call another man brother. Hmm. Um, and so 
I feel like R. Kelly, when he was like, I'm fighting for my life. Because, like, I'm really fighting. And, you know, I, I've been real distant from my brothers. Yeah. And it's nothing on them. That's on me. Yeah. And so it's like, man, like, this, like, the fight is real. And you just got to keep fighting. Indeed. So, yeah, I, I was just urging you, keep fighting. Shout out, shout out. So, what does it look like to? Cause look, fam, I feel like first of all, two things: the way that the church communicates sexual sins, I think, isn't necessarily over evaluated. I think overemphasized in the midst of other sins. Like, if we're going to make this the chief, all right, we're told this specifically impacts us a certain way, inside and outside the body, for sure. But why are you also not observing, you know what I'm saying, other sins that are impacting you and destroying you and killing you, the things that are literally called deadly sins, right? So, but I do believe that uh, a culture of what it means to be, quote-unquote, pure has definitely negatively impacted a lot of millennials, you know, um, to think like I, I would talk to some of my brothers and even through like phases of my own life, I felt like if somebody asked how I was doing, it would be congruent to whether or not I watched porn that week. It's like, oh, I had a great week. And if I did, man, I'm struggling, bro. That's it. Mm-hmm. Not whether I, was loving people, not whether I was serving, not whether I was giving, not whether I had a pure heart and intention in my response, whether I was argumentative, all based on lust. If I had a lustful week, I had a terrible week. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told. That's why I was encouraged to push. Purity was like, that's it. And so I'm thinking, as long as I'm pure sexually, I'm pure. If I'm not pure sexually, I'm impure. And that was a lie. Mm-hmm. Because you can abstain from one aspect of sin lustfully and be angry. As greedy as Yo, you want to be. Hey, bro. <laughs> neglectful. You feel me? And it's because it's, it's, here's the thing. I remember Zeke said it like this. He was like, so if purity is based on sex, do you lose your purity when you're married and have it? Mm. Are you no longer pure? Can you not be like, Yo. do we ever call somebody married pure? Mm. Damn. What if you like? What if you actually waited? You feel me? Why is it? Why is why is purity defined by a restriction of something rather than the actions of doing? Mm-hmm. Purity is an everyday choice, not limiting one action. You feel me? Nope. So, within that, how do you encourage the group, or even without being in the group? I know you're in groups. You know what I'm saying <laughs> right that that also have these conversations, right? So so. What is it like encouraging your brothers, not just in, in sexual sins, but in life in general? What does accountability actually look like for those who don't even know what accountability is? Well, the first thing I would say is if you don't have a group of people that you can call on, go and find you a group of people you can call on. That's, that's the first thing. It's really difficult. I learned this personally. I was extremely private for most of my life. 
extremely private. Like nobody do, knew nothing about Miles. Only thing you knew is that he was in church all the time. <laughs> that was it. Mm. Nobody knew my real personality. Mm. Nobody knew my talents, my struggles, my habits, my wants, needs, desires. And as a result, all of the things I struggled with were amplified. And I'll be honest with you, some of our sexual sins are harder because we're selfish. And we got no one telling us about how selfish we are, so we're not getting that put in place. Mm -hmm. Or no one's telling us how greedy we are, so we're not getting that put in place. And your selfishness will lead you to go out and take advantage of people you shouldn't be taking advantage of. Or maybe taking advantage of sounds the wrong way. You're accepting things from people that you don't have to accept and that you know you shouldn't. But um, the, the thing I would encourage people to do is always um, check your heart first. Check your heart. Before you check about what specific actions you did, check and see what are the motives of my day. What are the motives of my, of my actions? That will sway a lot of things we do. It won't make you perfect, but it'll, it'll help. So if you're checking your heart then it's easier to stay away from some things before you get into those things, and now you got to check specific actions. That's the very first thing I would say. Check your heart and, daily. And even with that, um, bro, I made this shirt, um, and it says, everybody want to be held and not accountable. That's fire. And so a bar. Literally with checking your heart, like, Ask yourself the question, do you really want, do you want to be held or do you want to be accountable? Because some people, from what I've seen, in certain situations when they do wrong, they just want you to come and just hold them and be like, oh, oh it's okay. okay. It's okay. Like, <laughs> but within that, yeah, that's cool. But the next step is now being held accountable for that action. That's good. Really Some people, good. when it comes to accountability, they don't want that because they don't want to jeopardize nothing. Joshua principle number 10. Woo! Talk! He gonna put what is like, it? Uh, <laughs> I will hold my brother or sister accountable even at the risk of losing a relationship. Amen. Some people don't want to risk losing relationships. Yeah. So it's like, how can you really hold somebody accountable for something if you're not willing to lose that relationship. Man, that's good, bro. That's real good. That's good. And necessary. But yeah, like, like that is the first hesitation of holding somebody accountable. It's like my love for you is being confused with my mind for you. You know, <laughs> it's like my love, because love, we know with love, it doesn't rejoice Mm-hmm. In wrongdoing Or keep record of that But at the end of the day I don't love you if I'm not willing to judge you mm-hmm. And Christians have a misconception Of what judgment looks like We think that judgment Is don't judge me In other words don't ever call me out Because you got your own mess mm-hmm. That's exactly what Matthew 5 is talking about When it's saying Do not judge or you will be judged For in the way that you judge You will be judged And yep. the measure you use We measure back to you You fool How can you look at the speck That's in your brother's eye When you have a log in your yep. own yep. First take out the log. log that is in your own eye and Next then, part mm-hmm. So that Come on You can see clearly to take out 
the speck in your brother's eye. They don't like in the other last words, part. don't don't call me out for cursing when you're struggling with cursing. Come on. <laughs> speck is like a splinter. It's, it's the same type of material. It's both wood. Yo. A splinter and a log. Mm-hmm. So in other words, why are you calling me out for something you're struggling with too? That's what that's saying. But it's also encouraging me when I handle it, now I go take care of your restore your brother. Because you'll see clearly too. take it out. How much more will you be graceful knowing that you had something that big in your eye you got it out? It's like, man, let me go and handle this little thing for you, bro. I see that in you. Because that's the thing. We got to also consider the grace it takes to restore people. Oh, yo. Knowing that you also done did some nonsense. You done effed up. Hey. You feel me? Yeah. And I seen people gung-ho about justice and accountability, but ain't considering how would you have want to be restored if you were in his position? Mm. And a lot of times, because we've never had that specific type of material in our eyes, we think that we can approach it in a way that's like, well, let me just handle all situations the same and all, all individuals the same. No, there's a way to go about restoring your brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a mindset of how would I have wanted to be restored? Now, restoration takes pruning, and pruning means something's getting cut off, and cutting oh, yeah. off hurts. Iron sharpening iron, sparks are going to fly. So when it comes to restoring your brother and calling him out, you have to be willing to lose the relationship at sake of letting them lose some weeds, letting them use some, some, some dead parts that are on them and growing and multiplying. Because they're going to lose something. Oh, yeah. They can end up losing their life or they can end up losing that dead part on them. Right? Because that's what the enemy wants to do. So, absolutely, bro. You have to be willing to sacrifice the relationship sometimes when it comes to calling people out. That's Amen. some serious maturity right there. It does take some serious maturity, some man. Some serious maturity. You know, I, done, I done lost some relationships. You know? Sheesh. Yeah, you That's know. rough. I done lost a few lately. As a recent? As a recent? <sighs> R.I.P. No, for real. But it's so, it's so much peace in it, though. Like, it hit different now. Ooh. Mm. Like, it hit completely different now. Like, before I would have been tripping, like, and it's like, no, like, I know I prayed before I even had the conversation. So, it's like, now, everything else in God's hand. That's good. Like, that's good. And here's a dope part about God's system of accountability. He's created and set up a order structure where he doesn't have to be involved. And I, 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 I kin it to this. If you and your cousin, you and your brother are playing at, at, at your mom's house, you at your, you at your auntie's house, and y'all break something, now y'all can either handle it between each other mm-hmm. or somebody can go snitch. Mm-hmm. But once somebody goes snitch, you know it's going to be a higher authority mm-hmm. that's going to end up having to be a part of that. God's giving us the tools to handle it between each other. He's like, yo, don't get go me to him. Rebuke him, restore him, forgive him. Y'all good. If y'all can't handle that, take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. If y'all can't handle that, take it up a notch after that. If y'all can't handle that, send him out to be destroyed by Satan. Sheesh. Now, mind you, you don't want the last one. <laughs> Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I talked about how uh, one time one of my mentors, four mentors, got me for 12K. You know what I'm saying? $1,000, right? And what I did was I, I, I went to him personally. Didn't listen. Went, brought in somebody. Didn't listen. 
And at that point, I was like, all right, I could either sue this person or I could do what First Corinthians says and rather be defrauded than take him to court. And I was like, all right, I'll be defrauded. But the tough part about that was it wasn't that I didn't get my money. It was that I had to literally leave him up to God, knowing that he'll be a judge that's going to be just. I'm like, man, I was, I'm like, Lord, I'm at peace, but I can't imagine what his sleep is like. Yo. Because now it's you and God. You got to sleep knowing that you defrauded somebody that you called. Like, the reason I didn't take him to court is because he called himself Christian. You got to deal with that between you and God now. So he's given us a perfect system on how to handle and restore each other. <laughs> between, I'm sorry. Y'all know how scary that is to say it's between you and God, God now? And God. Hey, yo, only God hey, can judge me. Only, hey. But no. when he do, it might be worse. <laughs> Bail out. <laughs> Don't do it. If I'm the only one listening to this, like, yeah, hey. only God can judge me. Okay. No. You want him to be the judge? I'm trying to judge you. Is this what you want to do? You don't That's want to say what man. you want. Yo, I done seen some of God's judgments. I don't know if y'all read the scriptures, but man, (laughs) well, since we uh, about thirty minutes in, we gonna get to the young. Welcome to the part of the podcast called the Smoke Session, where we allow the live studio audience to come in with the questions, comments, concerns, or the smoke. But beware, we keep a gas mask. You feel me? So, live studio audience, y'all have the opportunity. We got the mic right here, and the mic is now hot. Hot. So I got a question us. before anybody even get oh, up come here. On. Why, why are they coming? Talk um, to us. Is it harder to be celibate with a official girlfriend or when you're single? All right, so let's define the two. Because celibacy and abstinence are two different things. Oh. So. Okay. Educate when you When you use the term celibate, think of a nun. They're never, like, they've given themselves to God. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't believe in that. Wait a minute. Never? Ever, ever? You could never, ever? No. Ever, ever, never. ever, 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 ever? Never. Literally. I don't, as but a minister, I don't think that's of God. You're <laughs> abstaining. So, when. So, wait, wait. So, how, what, so, it's like, so you talk about involuntarily celibate people. That's just, they just never getting it. They can't you, never get it. Yeah, you you not. It's a not never. It's a all. never ever thing. Well, involuntarily, it's, it's people that want to get it, but they can't. <laughs> oh, I'm, no. That's I'm, a term now. Involuntarily celibate. Incels. That's what they call them. Brother, I ain't never heard that term. Indeed. Never. It's look. It's a group of men out there and women wow. out there that just you know man, they, they 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 struggle and they trying and it's too. not struggling like hey I'm burning because. It's, it's, they just can't can't do it. It's, it's just it yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know and uh you know that's that's a. Knowing that God has created certain desires in you and in them having those desires but literally cannot fulfill it, that's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and, it, and it almost eats away at yourself because it's like, man, what about me is undesirable that nobody wants me in Goodness this gracious. act that everyone else is able to participate in or even has the option to participate. But there are those just out there that do not have the option, you know, and that's tough. I mean, if they got that little community, they ain't got the option within that community. Well, hopefully mm. not. I'm, I'm saying, like, the option, in other words, like, like somebody wants to, with you, be intimate. 
No, but I'm saying like in that community, like they saying like nobody outside of that community. I don't wants think to incels. It's like either you're in a community of people that don't have a community. You feel me? Oh, okay. yeah. it's not intentional. It's, it's not like a hey. Let's all get you together. You don't go to the incel convention. <laughs> about not getting together. You don't go to the incel convention. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very shamed community, man. Oh. Inside and out. You know, so it's like, it's almost like those who are a part of it don't even want to be known to be a part of it. You know, so. And, uh, yeah. It's a lot of, what's the word? <laughs> Sexual frustration, you know, in that community. But, apart from that. I just asked my question. Like, is, is it easier to... Uh, to not have sex, I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, in a relationship. In a relationship or when you are free to date as many women as you choose. I mean, you asking me personally? Yeah, you. Um, is it easier? I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get it, brother. Okay, so I'll, I'll answer it for myself. For me, it's easier to not be in, uh, to engage in certain acts when I am in a committed relationship. Because indeed, it, it may just be because the kind of women I choose. Like when we had this conversation, it's very simple to say, I believe what you believe, we're not going to do this. So now it's two people making that same decision. But when that's not the case, it's a lot easier to be like, Hey, I'm out hanging out with this girl, and whatever happened might happen because no commitment, yes, no commitment, indeed. What do you think, bro? That's tough. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? So, um, is it easier to not have sex? Because mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I try to stay away from all sexual temptation, bro. Indeed. So, like, even when talking to somebody, bro, it's a time limit. We together. I Cause, feel it because I know me, <laughs> and I know if it get past ten o'clock, it's a problem. It's a wrap. Baby, my mind is wondering what you about to go do. And you know what I'm saying? So, like, and, and like, that's why I got accountability now. Because, see, before I never had that. So, but now it's like, look, if Shorty's still on my line past 10 o'clock, it's like, let me go ahead, put her on mute, and let me text my, you know what I'm saying, somebody else. That's um, admirable, bro. Yeah, like. That's admirable, bro. Because I know me. Indeed. Right? And like, indeed, I think that's that's one of the biggest things. Like within this, like you have to know yourself. Like if you can't, what is um, principle number? Is it four? Yeah. Um, I cannot if I be cannot honestly, be honest with um, with myself, I cannot be honest, honest with God. God. I know myself. It's two, or four. Four. That's four. Yeah. So like, I know myself, and I know anything, any conversation with the opposite sex past ten that I know, like she's actually interested in me. Like, if it's a platonic relationship, oh, we good. But even past, like, 10, 30, 11, that's done. But, like, if you interested in me, yeah, no, nah, sir. Past 10, it's wraps. That's good. Uskies. That's good. Okay. I guess since we don't got nobody coming to the seat. Question. Oh, man. Here we go. Question. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Before you for the, for the, no, for for the young hey. brothers out there that still okay. don't know the game. Okay. Cause there's a game out there. <laughs> Trust me, I'd have found out the hard way. What are the warning signs of somebody that is pushing up on you, not in person, but through communication? 
Bro, I just had this happen in group me, bro. Talk Uh-oh. to me, bro. Talk Uh-oh, to me, bro. In group me, bro. <laughs> Talk to me, bro. Bro, like, it, it's just certain questions. Like, I'm, I'm real intentional about, like, just conversations. So, yep. like, when you start asking me questions about, like, me, like, deep questions about me, mm-hmm. like, my little spidey senses start going off. Indeed. Okay? Especially past a certain time. Deep questions? What's it? Like, what the? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what. Let me go to the receipts. Oh, this boy got oh, the wow. receipts. <laughs> you know, I He's look. pulling out the papers. Look, I, I, In real time? <laughs> real time, brother. Real I'm at to release this episode a week later, so nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> like, is he talking about me? Oh, snaps. Yeah. God, yeah. Edit, 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 the, edit, edit the word a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Throw him off the trail. Good God. <laughs> Somebody about to watch Yo. this. <laughs> I, I, he talked I, about me on the internet. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do something light. I do something light. So something like, light? You got options. You can I, go. God, I, I, I do something light. That's the light skin Man. problem. So, look, trust me. I don't want light skin problems at all. Like, yo, I really just prayed a prayer. I said, God, I don't know why you gave me colored eyes and freckles <laughs> and made me over six feet tall. I wish you didn't. Indeed. For real. Yo. Indeed. At least so, he knows. No. Hey, hey, At least he knows. Because this, this niggas out here acting like. Hey. Man, they don't, know, they, they don't mean nothing. Bro, I ain't getting no more play. Keep it real. Hey. Keep it real. You got blessed in the DNA pool. Then hey. come on now. what's up. You know what's up. And he got a full beard. Yo, you feel hey. me? Is that bag, bro? You good? I'm yeah. going to get over it. You know what I'm saying? It's one day. Be, it I, bro, I cut it My off. My dad go got one, so maybe, you know what I'm saying? One day. Indeed. All right, talk to us, bro. What's the right, warning so, sign? So, so this, this something like, um, I, I was talking because I had locks. I just recently cut my locks, uh, what, like a year ago. Okay. So um, she asked me why I cut them. I told her. And then I said, you know, I'm, I might be growing my hair back out, but I'm going to wait till it get longer because I don't want to go through that ugly phase again. She hit me with a, you in the ugly phase? Uh-oh. Don't even sound right. Oh, Okay. You was in the same sentence. That is interesting, though, because your hair looks really soft. I would love to do it for you. Okay. I like it. The the first one, I'm like, like, hey, bro, you overthinking. You might be too confident yourself. That second one, she trying to to stroke the mane? Yeah. And she was kind of smooth with it, too. Bro. Nah. Nah. (laughs) Nah. What's wrong with it? Braid my hair. Hey. Come on hey. and braid my Did hair. Did she say what's wrong with it? Back to the hood? Where it's good? Come on now. Y'all don't listen to music. <laughs> y'all just grew up on Kirk. Y'all, y'all tripping. <laughs> if somebody offered to do, if she, if she wasn't going to charge? For free? For the free 99. That's all you need. No, I... I, I I don't, oh my god! There's a seat right there. Hey. Anybody go to the seat though? <laughs> Anybody go to the seat though? Thank okay, you. and I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my examples because right. I I know for a fact. Go ahead. What's the issue with her communicating her interest? That's how it comes across to me. Like the first one was flirtation. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, what's the the second one? It crosses a line. She's oh, this is the first thing I think about. Okay, okay. she is. Intentionally trying to physically touch him. Physical touch and means a lot to some people. To a lot okay. of people. That's my that's number two 
on my little um what's on that your thing? Love language is love language what's your thing? number one? Um um quality time. So if she were to ask to spend time with you, she would also be crossing a line? I yeah, like here's my thing. If I wanted to spend time with you, if I really wanted to shoot my shot, if I was interested, like I would make that known. But she's like, not a mind reader. So it's like she makes it known, you can reject her and she can move on. But peep this. All right, so watch this. I seen her today at church. And she was still trying. She was, trying she was to with a whole nother man. Well, you didn't want her. I mean, uh, I don't know what it, she posted. This was just Thursday. So how to. Oh, come on, Sway. It, it just happened. It just but happened. Also, what, what do you mean with? Because if you see her with someone, again, you're not a mind reader. So you, you lost me, bro. Really, I, like, I, like, I feel like. Yeah, you don't even, and even if it's no, hey, you, hey, you, you ain't holding hands, walking out church Why with your cousin. Even even know, like, even matter. You taking her side like crazy. Like, no, that's your cousin. Is that your kid? Monica got her personal number. Listen, hey, that's why. All I know, <laughs> all I know for sure is this: when people start getting comfortable touching you, it leads to other touching. Well, I'm like, not. Oh, that's hundred percent. But yeah. yeah. Physical, look, physical, hey. look, look. I ha- I have friends who are males that first their first love language is physical touch, and there are ways that we interact. Like somebody does this a lot. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, bro, come on, bro, hey man. <laughs> you know that is somebody I'm, I like. For me, I'm like, yo, the way you communicate is physical touch. They'll lean on you. They'll t- like that's that's natural. And then women too. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing, I have crossed unintentional or unbeknownst boundaries by just operating in physical touch with some women because of past experiences happened to them, which now any form of touch is mm-hmm. threatening. Now, here's the thing. You never know who that is or how that is. And it's really just gauging off of your proximity, relationship, and longevity of relationship. And that's things you just got to learn when you talk about individuals. Yeah. But well, I don't think that because some people have been hurt and physical touch is now threatening in all aspects for them, now physical touch should be ruled out of relationships in general. Yeah. So to be clear, I'm not saying just because someone communicates in that way. Like, experience I had. During COVID, my hair got long, okay? Wasn't going to the barbershop. It was looking rough, all right? So there were people, or there were two people, who Mm -hmm. wanted to do my hair for free. After further communication, which this should be known for most guys, women that are just like, I want to do your hair for free, it's not generally just because they're that nice. There are some. There's exceptions to every rule. Most right. women that can do hair are not doing hair for free. Not for the free. That, that's just, just not a thing for most women that can do hair, yeah. especially for a man. But after further communication, you realize like that was just their attempt of trying to get comfortable with you in a certain way. Now, I have, I've had somebody do my hair for free. And the crazy thing is, every time I communicated that, like, I would have locticians be looking at me like, yo, your hair is so fire, I would love to do it one day. I said, I got a, I got a loctician already. And, and they're like, hey, I mean, you can have another one. I said, you, 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 you're, not, you're gonna charge me zero dollars? They said, your loctician don't charge you? That's your girlfriend, huh? I said, no, yeah. we just real cool. And they give me the face. There's an expectation. Oh. I always get the face. Because <laughs> hey, if she's doing my hair for free, mm-hmm. that much means something. So now, here's the thing. And, and hair is something interesting. She did in my hair herself. for free. Mind you, this is somebody I introduced to community, to Bible study, church, etc. right? 
And we just grew as platonic friends. When I tell you there has been nothing beyond side hugs and daps in the aspect of like, there's, there's been Church no hug every time. zero sexual interaction between the both of us, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until she got married that she's like, hey, I got to start charging you. In honor, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, absolutely. Say less. I mean, I'm doing it for the freedom's love. But she wouldn't even let me pay before. Because for her, I was like, man, I, I want to sew into you and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I, there aren't exceptions to the rule. But it's exceptions but to the rule. But even to those who, who see the exceptions to the rule. It's kind of weird. I no, I'm not arguing. I'm not saying she wasn't interested in you. I'm just not understanding, like, why it's a red flag. Like, what's well, wrong no. with it? I'm not saying it's a red no, I flag. I believe that she's interested in you. I, like, yeah. we're on the same I'm, page. I'm not saying it's a red flag. But what I'm saying is, like, sometimes you got to read the room. Right? So, let me ask you this. It's a vibe. It, it is. Like, oh, you if, feel like she should have known that it, like. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, my responses were dry. Oh, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like. If somebody's giving you dry responses, and at, at some point, like, and I'm really not, like, you double, triple texting me on group me, and I'm responding back like an hour, hour and a half later, and I'm not busy at all. How would she know you're not busy, bro? Well, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying in general, like. Hey, bro, you got you to gotta let her down easy. That's what I'm trying to say. You got to help her out. Either tell her I'm not interested. This is what I do. I'm not interested. I don't see a match. But see, now here's, but, the, now, but here's, now, here's the thing. Here's the tough part about that doing doesn't that. Always if you initiate that, it's, they go, they go do the, no, no, no. I wouldn't even all like Exactly. That. Like, why do you always think somebody, you know, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to do your hair. I don't know if this is why you were doing this, but I just want to let you know. And they usually do take that way out, even though I know they were Nah. No. But I'm, or you could just ghost her. Like, I'm, I mean, for it. But see, no, nah, you can't ghost nobody. Savage. Ghost at this level, because you have a communicated interest. I'm not saying you should ghost someone that you're, you shouldn't ghost someone that you are in communication with. But if you say, I'm dry texting you, it take me three hours to text. You always gotta double text me. Then don't, just say don't that. text back. Yeah, don't. I wouldn't. Don't, yeah, don't. and what? Hey, no, you, you, that's a little no, too much. Amen. Like, I, I just look. Yeah, what what yeah. I did do though? Don't let him what, down. What like I that. did because I'm don't I'm, let him I'm down not like that. that person to like go somebody. So what I did do? I did speak to her in front of the gentleman that she was holding hands with today at okay, church. See, no. It's I, more I, no. It's more respect. creative ways to let somebody down, and that ain't it. If you're, I mean, okay. If it's more, I, I'm, I'm with you. I want okay, the same result. Say, okay. But that ain't it. I would never do that. <laughs> In a group me, it's Go. not like I no, no, no. It's a group me person. He, it's, it's, he's it's emphasizing the fact that I, I don't even got your number, but you're group me in because that's the only access you I have to. That's me. what I'm saying. So I don't see yeah. the issue with not answering a group me. It's like if someone DMs. Yeah, it's Instagram. not about not answering group me. I'm just, I'm just saying like there's more creative ways to communicate that. I'm not interested in you. He's, my only two are I'm not interested, they don't get it, then I'm just not going to respond. That's because that's you're a very blunt person. Not everybody can process. <laughs> yes. It sound good. Okay. Hey, hey, you feel it? it sound good. Yeah. It sound good. I feel like, okay, how is how, how are those two worse? How are those two worse than talking to her in front of her alleged new interest Cause it's, it's still it's still cordial. Yeah, like yo, I'm I'm one of them people. I ain't got no beef with nobody. Like so, okay. except, except for sex is tried. But I, bro, it's still, <laughs> chill, look, bro. It I'm trying to. I'm trying ain't to no chill. beef in my heart, bro. <laughs> I love them, bro. I, I cut you off. So you walked up to her while she was with who you think is a new situation, and said what? I just said, hey, how you doing? Okay. <laughs> 
aunt literally gave her the side hug. Side hug. The church hug. And a dap. And she was like, oh, I'm doing good. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm like, oh, bet. So you gave Praise more God. hints to the person who doesn't read subtext. Like, hints? What I'm, hints? A side hug? Aside, but I'm saying if that's slow a, texting isn't like I just don't get what how that's different than not texting slow text than what you were doing before. It's in the presence. You just gotta acknowledge my presence. Yeah. Hey. He ain't do nothing wrong. Anyways, so you would you would have just saying, like, in this situation you just if you would have seen them at church. You just what do y'all want? Them? What do they want? Like no, I'm saying like I don't. If I don't get how this like I don't get how this accomplishes the goal of like letting her know. She got she got a whole man. She got a whole other man. The, I got I let like, you know nothing. We don't even know. Hey, <laughs> y'all hey, are really on her hey, side. No, I, hey, so so what's so, her name? Hey, what's her credit score? Hey, so look, Stop. Let, I feel like. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Stop. Let let let's say let's say you try to shoot your shot at me, right? right? I don't respond. I see you at church, and like you're like interlocked hands like this. Okay. And y'all walking. Okay. Hands swinging. They That's not a relationship. They cousins. A relationship. <laughs> Would you or, not or assume you not that there was that mutual interest? interest. I scanned the whole room. They might look at you personally. And I scanned the whole room. Look, I would assume interest. I'm not gonna say relationship, but I would assume interest. Yeah. Oh, so mutual interest. Acknowledged yeah. mutual yeah. interest. Look, look, look. Relationship right now in Christian culture is a very loose term, anyway. No, for real. But when the interlock at the end of the day, <laughs> if y'all are interlocked, I'm out. Well, yeah, me, me too. But I'm just saying, like, this is obviously a person that you said before doesn't understand, like Mike. This is a person who doesn't understand, I guess. Even the fact, hints. like, yeah, yeah. Hints. Well, either way, the, the, the hints are irrelevant now because she found somebody. So yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. now if if she starts hitting them up, yeah. I was gonna say a couple joints that always let me know where they at or what's up. You know what I'm saying? Is the uh, um. I'm in the shower right now, text. Yup. You know? Hold on, I ain't never got one yeah. of them. Yup. Never? Never? I ain't never got a I'm in the shower right now, text. Hey. Yeah, it's like, it's like the hey. The six foot light skin man with colored eyes and a beard <laughs> never got the text? Because he ain't texting after 10 o'clock. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. No, sir. Praise God, my uh, brother. Uh, hey. You Congratulations, You definitely died to them. Hey, because hey, at, at that point, drop that location. Oh wow! Temptation would have set in, bro. Indeed, the yeah. Temptation would have set in. I remember one time, I was, I was, I was like, man, so, so what songs you listen to right now? And like, what's, 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 what's on your playlist? What's your favorite song? Man, let's just say, the edited version of the song is called "Go Baby." Mm. How supposed to know your favorite song, "Go Baby," before we start talking? <laughs> You feel me? And I'm like, because I, I start thinking about the song as I'm like, I was like, oh no. So yeah, that's that's that was that was for me. I'm, I'm like, man, like, there are certain things that let me know where they at earlier on. Hey. You feel me? And yeah, you gotta operate and 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 do not ignore those those ways out when those moments happen too. Mm. He always presents a way of escape. There is always a way of escape, man. Which which you know need. For sure, or what you would assume, red flags. Oh, like they want some. Well, one, like I said, when those two people wanted to do my hair, I'm gonna just be honest. It came down to I want you to come over and 
be between my legs while I'm messing your hair. Absolutely. Those, that's those, the only way to do it. Those words were said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they we know what's up. up. So when those words are said, I don't know what else we know I'm what's supposed up. to And here's the thing. Expect. Here, here, now, here, now, here's what's crazy is, <laughs> they're going to start getting on the mic and start talking about what they would do. Uh, and what, oh, what they not doing. As the but the crazy part is, is that we talking about what's going on in reality. The actual experiences. What's going on. Go ahead. All right. I'm just confused. Sincerely. That's why we're not talking to them. Because they're not. Anyway. Um, I, my question is, I, we talk a lot about male leadership. In this interaction, I just don't understand. There's a couple of things I'm confused about. Why not just lead the conversation and be direct? Because either way, you weren't sparing this person feelings, right? Um, uh, like it, I feel like at this point, especially once this airs, you're going to hurt this person's feelings. They're going to know you're talking about them. They're going to feel embarrassed. And so I don't understand how this approach had grace. I don't understand how not just telling the person direct, directly as a, an adult. And the reason I say this is because I think as we get older, one of the beautiful things about maturity is our ability to have difficult conversations in love. And I think spiritual maturity gives us that ability to say, listen, I value you. I think one of the best things, I told somebody I have a crush on them, and they were like, hey, I am really more interested in building our friendship. And that was such a beautiful thing to hear. I was like, oh my gosh, this person didn't throw me away. They didn't say that the only value that you have to me as a woman is whether or not you're going to be my covenant partner. You have a role in my life that is platonic and sisterly, and you are a part of the people that I think of when I say, oh, I'm esteeming the brethren high. So it's like, oh, man, I have a place in a man's life that is not just sexualized. So I, I say this to say there was, I feel like there was a great opportunity that was a miss, but then also I don't understand if the goal was to spare feelings, to demonstrate like godly love, to have grace with this, and to be clear with the communication, how, how any of those approaches really spared her. And then here's what I'll say, last part, is um, if they're showing up at church with another person, I don't really see the problem because you didn't communicate interest. You know what I'm saying? So was she supposed to wait forever for you to be like, hey, I want you, girl? Like, what's the problem with her? You know what I'm saying? No, like, it, it, it wasn't a problem. I'm, I'm well, talking. To, I'm happily talking to was somebody. Because you was like, then she showed up at church with another dude. And I'm like, all right, so she popping. So she got options. And you were one of them. You didn't want to opt in. Oh, no, I was never an option. He wasn't an option. I was, I was never an option. In her mind, she was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to communicate. The there was <laughs> Hey. If you communicated no. clearly, she would have known. Oh, she knew. So, yeah, I guess that's my question to you is, like, how did any of those approaches spare her feelings at all or communicate the love of the Lord? Bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang, bang so, bang. I was very mindful. Again, I'm, I'm real intentional with my words. Mm -hmm. So, even through conversation... I was very intentional on the things that I was saying to her so that she didn't even, you couldn't read too deep into anything that I was saying. Did you directly say, I am not interested? <laughs> oh, no. No. So because, because, because here's the thing. Here, here, here's the thing. What's going on? Here's the thing. Because let, let, let's be real. I've had encounters with a lot of women to where I knew they were interested. And I literally said, I'm not interested. Well, I wasn't trying to talk to you like that, no way. Exactly, bro. I just wanted to be your friend anyway, and it's like, it's like, 
how how it sounds good. It it, it, it really does. It, no, it is good. good. And here, let me tell you why. Because it's regardless not. of how defensive the woman responds, this happens to women all the time, right? Yesterday, some dude. Now here's a real red flag verbally. Some dude was like, uh, "Oh, do you have?" I learned that. When someone asks me if I live alone or if I have a roommate, what they're really saying. I didn't realize this That's was the case. Yeah, that is, is a huge red flag. And I was like, oh, I didn't want to answer that question. So they were like, oh, well, can we exchange numbers? That's basically what the conversation was leading up to. And I was like, you know what? No, thank you. I'm not interested. But I really appreciate it. I am flattered. Now, there's been times where I've had to say that directly. I'm not interested. I really appreciate it. I'm flattered. Why did I add I really appreciate it? I'm flattered. Because as a woman, men can get violent when you say, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Nowadays, women can too. That part, but my point is, welcome to the club of what women experience all the time. And so I'm saying, I think it's still people better. People experience all the time. It's exactly, people. people, people experience. So How this is a people experience, and I'm saying, don't respond for the defensiveness, respond for the clarity, is all I'm saying. Because I think either way, no matter, we can't control how people respond, but we can control how we communicate. And I think the clarity will always make sure that at least you know where I stand and I know where you stand. But the lack of clarity, because I, I feel like it would really hurt my feelings to know that somebody that I interact with at church or that I'm in a group with, that I had a crush with, and especially as a girl, um, like that I reached over my emotions and insecurities and, and tried to flirt with you and to know that, dang, you could have just told me you weren't interested, but now I got to see how your response is, maybe on this podcast, or maybe I'm like, because to be honest, something as simple as a side hug could still not be taken as simple as a side hug. In her mind, she could have been like, oh my gosh, he hugged me. He took the time to come over and say hi. Like, we never know how those things will be taken, but when we come with clarity, at least we know, I told you that I'm not interested. Yeah, the amount of women I'd yeah. have to clarify to, daggone it. Literally. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I, f- I, f- I f- yeah, no. Um, I feel y'all. Look, look. Here's a, here's a crazy part. Here's a crazy part. At the end of the day, for me, right? And this is my experience, right? I'm an individual. But after having relationships with women for the past five years, that's been completely beneficial to my life, platonic. Etc. You start to realize, and it's something just scientifically proven as well. Men and women process, communicate, and think differently. And so I have to be considerate of the fact that if I say something, you're going to process this differently than if I was to say the same thing to one of my homeboys or another man most of the time. There are exceptions to the rule, but I don't assume the exceptions. And the tough part is, um, I remember... I was actually dating somebody and in the midst of dating someone, this person felt as though another person that was also in church community was a threat and was like, yo, how come she's doing this, this, and this? I I think she may like you. And I said, yeah, maybe so. I think she does actually. And she was like, how can you say that? I'm like, cause she probably does. I think I'm a likable person. And so people end up liking me. Now, you don't have to know where I stand to understand my standing. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to give off or, like, allow you to creep into or shake my standing for you to have to get the full concept of where I stand verbally. I'd rather stand in my standing physically and not have to always communicate something verbally. At the end of the day, I could, I could sit here and say on my Instagram, hey, all women, I'm not interested just to let you know. Yeah, that's possible. 
It's also it's, not going to change anything. It's, it's, you feel me? <laughs> it's really not. You feel me? And so, and so with that being said as well, like, there are ways she to communicate that same <laughs> message. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like, I hear what you're saying, but there's ways to communicate the same exact message, get the same result without having to be so what a lot of people assume aggressive. But now, cool, it, it's, it's direct. I get that. But I've also accomplished the same result that you're asking for without having to be so direct. There are just more creative ways to communicate that. And it is a lot of times dependent on the individual. Cool. So I just question, because um, I agree there's multiple ways, multiple roads to roam, multiple ways to skin a cat. But I think the goal is directness and clarity. And I think um, listening to... Elijah. Elijah. Dang, I was going to say Mike. Elijah. Sorry. Ooh, I was... Mm. Mike. Um, I think in listening to Elijah, it seemed like the conversation lacked clarity. It seemed like yeah. the interactions lacked clarity. And for me, I'm concerned that if your concern is uh, how your words will impact the person, you seem to demonstrate a lack of ability to realize or recognize when that clarity was not being established. Now, it seems. Now, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to be bullish. I'm just trying to be direct because I'm trying to demonstrate. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here about. for it. Yeah. And so for me, the way I approach, because. AD, <laughs> what's popping? <laughs> Welcome. Y'all, that's AD. Y'all give it up for AD. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. I think the way that I approach loving relationships is like, I love you, know this, and I communicate it clearly and directly so that hopefully. When we have snafus, I can refer back to this and I can refer back to my pattern of behavior of loving you, et cetera. I don't know what your history is with this person. But if we're saying in general, if we're insinuating that women lack the ability to hear and understand rejection and accept it, because um, that's how it kind of so comes off. So we reject them? It's rejection regardless is my point. We can't it's, But it's more creative it. ways to do it. I and, agree. Than being direct. And and I think one thing you also like have to understand is situational awareness, right? So can you say that again? Situational si awareness. Yeah. Okay. Every woman isn't equipped to handle directness. Facts. Where are y'all so, getting this from? So experience. Listen to the men. Listen, like, listen to literally. us. <laughs> We're all communicating the same. Thing. Now my, there might be. It, it's exceptions. No, 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 cool. I'm, what I'm saying is like, like we're communicating something in our experience. Is there, are there any men who have a different experience? And, and are we tripping? There's men in the room. You had different experience? You wasn't? No, I didn't. Oh, oh, come on up then, brother. Hey, no, you good. Q in the seat. Actually, yeah, try to sit more in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You could pass the mic back and forth. Uh, Tony is when he gets in. Is he in frame? When he comes in, and sits down. Was was B in frame that whole time? Say less. Yeah, try to sit as close as possible. You know what I'm saying? We all play time to get out here. Yeah, we don't bite. <laughs> He's in there. She bites a more, bit. more. <laughs> He's in. Say less. Yeah. All right. So um, first and foremost, I'm a younger dude, and actually, what I'm going to say has actually been my issue. Um, I spend a lot of time trying to study and understand women. And one of the biggest things that y'all are even talking about here is the simple fact that there's a difference between masculine communication and feminine. Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of time trying to learn that. But for me, the issue that I've run into is when I'm trying to just ex express these things to the, to the women that are my age, 
they take it as that. And then because of my lack of discipline, it falls, and then I end up slipping and all that. But can you uh, can you give more clarity because of this this and that? Like as far as like like okay, so that's gonna lead into my question. So yeah. my actual main question is how do, especially from a younger perspective as men, and I also want to ask some women in the room too. But how do we do, how do we discern between needing to cut off and then be accountable? And my two questions are gonna be from examples in my life. So the first one is I when I was nineteen, I met a girl who. Basically, she taught me a lot about God. She introduced me to, she taught me what a sermon was. She introduced me to what love is. She made me really come to understand why I need to be vulnerable. But through that and our friendship and our relationship, it ended up up turning sexual. And I had to cut that off because I felt like God was telling me that's what I needed to do. And as a result of that, I've come to know God a lot better. Now, more recently, um, I recently got baptized on the 28th. Yeah! Shout out to Social Dallas. Yeah! Shout out to Social Dallas, you feel me? Now, what's so crazy about this story is the day I decided to get baptized, the same day I decided to get baptized, I had a girl come up to me and ask me for my number. And knowing how Social Dallas is, I was like, oh, like, you know, just connecting with people, getting to know people. Well, that's not what it was. Or at least that's not how it went. Yeah. It actually ended up turning sexual very fast, faster than I expected because of my own lack of discipline. Yeah. Now, in this situation, I was like, okay, look, like, I'm about to get baptized, and I'm not going to go into this not prepared with God. Yeah. So what I told her, I was like, look, like, I don't know what it is, what your goal is, but for me, I feel like we need to take a 30-day, like, I'm, I'm calling it a 30-day fast where we can't communicate, we can't talk, we can't interact, we can't anything. You know, and if you're trying to focus on God, cool, do that. But for me, I'm going to take the time to listen to God and focus on that. Well, fast forward, I got baptized on the 28th. I think we hadn't talked for two or three weeks. And the same day I got baptized, I decided to congratulate her, just reach out and say congrats. And afterwards, I was like, I feel like not going home. I feel like going out and doing something. So I reached out to her. I was like, yo, do you want to just go bowling real quick? Her and her friend. She's like, I'm cool, but my friend can't come. And I was like, well, look, I got to sit down and pray and figure out if I'm going to go or not. And that's what I did. And I ended up deciding to go. And when I went, it was one of the most pure and organic interactions, the whole, like, sexual, like, the lust, everything that was there was gone. And I aim that, I give that to God. Amen. So my question, especially from a younger man's perspective, or even from the other side with the women, is how do we decide when we need to cut off and move forward and just focus on God versus allowing God to come in the middle and be accountable for the whole entire situation and friendship, especially in friendships? Oh. Yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot of times <clears throat> you have to recognize who is a immediate infection and who is a longevity infection. Either way, you can be impacted. There are, there are, there's, there's sometimes people can be toxic for you, but you don't realize it until it's too late. You, you develop a connection with them, you've opened up to them, and they come to find out they've been plotting on you the entire time, <laughs> right? They've actually had intentions apart from what was actually communicating in the beginning, right? I think that is tough because in those moments, the person who was preyed on will then begin to internalize as if they were the cause. It's like, how did I let this happen again? I thought this person was somebody I could trust. And it's like, yo, you have to understand, 
you got got that wasn't on you. The entire time this person was plotting, right? The entire time somebody had ill intentions for your life. Now, it may not ever be communicated like that from that person's standpoint, but if you look at the reality of the situation, some people get taken advantage of, and that's a reality. And that's not always something that happens on the hello. Now, there are other instances where you find out very quick who's toxic for your life, right? And how they impacted you, affected you, because you respond differently. Look, at the end of the day, there are certain women that I know for a fact, the moment I start talking to them, I'm turned on. Why? Because there's a certain type of introduction that they put in front of me. There's a certain type of mindset that we've interacted with and had conversations with. They're like, I can't even see you outside of this. And those are the people you got to cut off. If you can't even see them the way God sees them, then they shouldn't be in your life. Because all you're going to do is view them that way and allow that to be the lens Mm -hmm. in how you operate with them, which is then causing your own detriment and theirs as well. The craziest part about a Proverbs 7 person, I'm not just making about a Proverbs 7 woman. There's some Proverbs 7 men out there too. So the Proverbs 7 person, craziest part about it was the fact that it said before they made their sacrifices and then hit the streets. So this is somebody that was in church. Literally. <laughs> Some, Proverbs 7 is, is a scripture that talks about the boisterous person, mm-hmm. the person that is literally out there to get people. They watching him from the daggone, uh, the, the window is like, yo, yeah, they, they, she, she finna go catch another one. He finna go catch another one. So do you care about their spiritual health enough to let them go? Because it's not just about you. It's like, Man, what does it truly mean to say God is going to handle you? Because, bro, let me, look, let me let you know how the enemy works, bro. The women that you have sexual interactions with, the enemy or your own heart will say, keep them around so they can get a better perspective of you or so that you can change them. Dangerous. So, in other words, if I've had sexual interactions with you, I'm like, man, I know at my being, at my core, that's not who I am. Let me stay around you long enough so I can prove you better. Show you that I'm actually a better man than that. Okay. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me show you that I'm not that person that that was at that moment. Okay. And so, you stick around for the sake of proving yourself, showing yourself worthy, doing work in order to be certified as loved or loving. Same mindset of trying to prove yourself to God. It's, it's, it's just, it's all toxic. And I've been in that place where it's like, man, like I've done somebody dirty and I'm like, well, let me try to say it. And it's like, bro, you, you, you messed up. And sometimes that's the end of the relationship. But sometimes for me, I'm like, I want to try to stick it out and, and be around and stay around. Be, yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like knowing and discerning when, like if, if I'm sticking around for the purpose of trying to prove myself better, yeah, that's, that should be. Like, I, sh- I shouldn't be trying to stick around for the purpose of trying to say, hey, I'm better than this. So what's a noble purpose? That's not noble. No, I'm saying what is. Give us an example of a noble sure, purpose. I'll say, even, I'll say even in that situation, the reason why I decided to separate from her, or in the case of the second girl, is simply because my relationship with God and with Jesus right now is not the strongest. It's stronger as it needs to be. Yeah. And because it's not, my love for God is so needs to be this high before... What do they say? Like, I need to love God far more than my wife. 
Like, that should be number one over her in every relationship. And it wasn't in that moment. That's why I lost the discipline. That's why. You know, so because of that, yes, I might still want to be in this relationship or have this friendship or I was grateful for this, but I'm far more grateful for God and for Jesus. And I need to get back to that. I know, I, 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 know uh, I know, Elijah will echo this, but bro, fam, <sighs> I remember when my mentor, I asked my mentor, I was like, bro, I've been in therapy, man. Am I a narcissist? And he was like, the fact you're even asking that question shows me you're not. Right? And... Don't place a level of love that you have for God, bro, because your desire for obedience and even the desire to sacrifice and cut off is showing that you already love him, bro. Bro, when I tell you, man, if you try to put what you do as equating or correlating to how much God loves you, you will have a tough life, man, and it'll be one that is Always trying to prove yourself to God. Bro, that's something I had to learn. And I didn't learn it until last year, bro. And just know, bro, there's so much freedom and liberty and knowing that God is just, but also operating his mercy and grace and accepting it for what it is. So just as an encouragement to you, bro, like your love for God is there, bro. Just know that. It's, it's not have faith and make sure it's immense. It's have faith as a what? A mustard seed. It's present. It exists. He says, that's all I need to work with. You got that, bro. And it's more than a mustard seed right now. It's already planted. It's growing. And you've been watered, too. <laughs> Literally. You feel me? So operating that, man. But, yeah, go ahead. And I, I would say community, bro. Like, I know social is big on community. Um, even if it's outside of social. Like, Find community because situations like that, I know I got brothers now, mm-hmm. like real brothers. I can contact and be like, hey, bro, I'm thinking about me and Shorty want to go bowling. I need you to pull up. They're going to be there, especially if they know the situation. They're going to be there. That also comes with having a level of vulnerability. Because if we can't be vulnerable with the people, our brothers closest to us, then we setting our own self up for failure. Like, literally. Like, if, and I, I, I don't know your, how your relationships are with, like, other men around you, but, like, I, I genuinely believe if you would have hit them up and be like, bro, like, Look, I'm really dealing with this. Mm-hmm. I don't, I like, I need y'all right now. Yes. And then you hit them up, I believe they would have been there for you, bro. Mm-hmm. And, like, and that, that's not to say, like, you're not going to have moments. Bro, the enemy, like, you don't need to contact this person. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead. You growing. You got it. You got it. Like, <laughs> you good. You don't need, you a grown man. Why you telling this other grown man, yo, you good? And it's like, nah. Because when you know you, that's one of the, the, the best things. So it's, it's like literally finding community and, and brothers. Where, and it, it don't even got to be a group of brothers. Like, I was blessed, literally blessed to have the brothers that I have now. Amen. 
even if it's one or two, bro, look, I'm really struggling with this, and I struggle with this, and I'm having a hard time with this. I, I recently had a conversation about lust. Like, at times, I still struggle with lust. For real. Like, it's a real thing. And if you can't be honest with yourself, then, one, you can't be honest with God, and then the, your, your brother's next to you, you telling them one thing, and behind closed doors, you're doing something different. Yeah. So they can't hold you accountable. That's good, man. And it's like, you, like I'm, I'm literally at a point in my life, I yearn for accountability. If I don't have it, if you're not willing to hold me accountable, if you can only tell me the good stuff about me and not the ugly stuff about me, I don't want you around me. Get away from me. Because you don't care about me like you say you do. You don't love me like you say you do. So, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally at that point to where, like, I don't want to hear nothing good about me. Tell me the ugly and hold me accountable for that ugly. I'm, I'm going to tell you both, bro. You, you, you yeah, good, man. Yeah, bro. Not, not, <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know, but, like, hold me accountable. So, so it's like, bro, like, I would genuinely urge you, like, find that community, bro, that you can be 100% you, and they're not going to, to judge you for your shortcomings. And there's, and there's and, and, and being wise in that, too, because there's a, there's, a, yeah. there's, a, there's a circle and there's an inner circle, and then there's even an inner circle, inner circle. Yeah, right? Like, you, there's, a, there's a level at which I'll go deep with Tony with that I probably wouldn't go as deep with Miles with, or probably wouldn't go as deep as Elijah with. Or K, you know what I'm saying? Caleb, yeah, for sure, right? Like, but there's, there's levels at to which. Um, it kind of just the scripture, James 5, 16, therefore confess your, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So that tells us off rip. There's healing for prayers in the midst of one another. The prayer of the righteous person has great power as it is working. Here's the tough part. Because a lot of times we won't reach out because either, or matter of fact, we won't pray because we don't feel like we're righteous. Or we don't feel like nobody around us is righteous. How can the prayer of the righteous person avail as, what? avail as much when I don't got nobody around that's righteous? <laughs> Here's the reality. Your righteousness isn't based on your works. In the Old Testament, the breastplate of righteousness we're told about in Psalms is not the armor of man. Mm -hmm. It is God lending his armor to us. And so when we're talking about Ephesians 6, that whole list of armor... It's stuff you find in the Old Testament. And that breastplate is important because it's God's breastplate. It's Christ's righteousness. How are we protecting ourselves from the enemy with our own righteousness mm -hmm. that goes in and out? That's good one day and off another day. I would not want to wear that armor. It works sometimes. I know the armor that always works. Christ's righteousness. And so we're supposed to cover ourselves, cover our hearts, guard our hearts, not with our own righteousness, but resting in the righteousness of Christ. And if anybody around you is resting in his righteousness, not if anybody around you is perfect, if anybody around you is blameless, it's if anybody around you is repentant, if anybody around you is resting in the righteousness of Christ, lean on that person and pray for one another so that what? You can be healed, right? It's crazy, bro. I remember uh, uh, I was at Social Dallas for the Easter joint. I did the, uh, the, that was the spoken word thing, right? So 
before I go on stage, the enemy was at my mind, bro. Because Social Dallas is a big church. It is. This is, this is got a quite big church, right? Yeah, it is. And Back so the bigger the, the bigger the church, the more the people, and the more the people, the more, the more options. Well, not just that. So, <laughs> the, the, and, I, and I say like so, bro. Yo. I knew in my mind, years back, there were instances with women that I didn't steward correctly. Mm-hmm. And they were attending the church. And the enemy at that moment said, you're not qualified. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be up there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you did? Do you know what she did? How are you about to go preach mm-hmm. this message? And th- bro, I'm getting attacked, bro. I'm, I'm, and it, it got to the point, like, the lyrics weren't even in my mind no more. I'm like, man, you're right. I shouldn't be on this stage, bro. Crazy enough to, one of them text me. Mm. Happy Easter. Mm. This is Yo. one that was like, I'll never tell you. I don't never want to hear you again. I hate your guts. I'm like, dang, I thought my guts was still hated. And so I'm having all these thoughts on there. And it, it's, it was crazy. Like, all this is happening within a matter of, like, five seconds. And instantly, no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. And I started reflecting. I'm like, Wow. Why am I condemning myself in a way that God isn't? Why am I trying to see myself in the way that I see myself and not how God sees me? I've already repented. I've already turned away. I've already brought this to God. I've confessed this to my community. Why am I trying to put back on old chains? Rather than operate in freedom. That's what it means like a dog trying to go back to his vomit. It's like, bro, you've already got it out of you. You're better. All the nonsense is out. Don't go back to it. I'm like, man, you know what? Let me rest in the fact that I am not qualified. <laughs> I shouldn't be on the stage. But God still says, <laughs> I still am choosing to use you. He doesn't call to qualify. Yeah. Qualified to call. Um, <clears throat> but you asked a question like how to, it, let me know if I'm understanding this correctly. How do I know if this is a relationship I should stay in and just steward better or a relationship I need to completely cut off? Okay. Um, Now, that's a situation that a lot of people have been through, and the longer you live, you're going to be in it more than once, right? First thing I would say is when you pause and think about that relationship, where is it going? Where is it going? What are you doing with this person? Can you see you and her together outside of you and her in a bed? That's the first thing. If you see something else, are you forcing yourself to struggle with, can I make her more than what she is already to me? Because I know I've done that. Wanting to be with somebody, I I try to make them better than they actually are. Not better as a person, but to mean more to me than they they should mean. Like, hey, I'm going to just assign this quality to her that I need to be around. And now you're creating ways to make her more valuable to her than she probably, or more valuable to you than she probably should be. So the first thing you need to do is sit back and assess your relationship. What can this be? Where can this honestly go? And when you think through that, that's going to be the first thing, right? It's just honestly thinking through the, the situation. There's going to be people you realize, nah, this is not going to be nothing but a couple good nights. If you really think about it. And then moving forward, that community that, that he talked about, it's not just for accountability, but it's also for someone to be praying on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have this thought. I have this, 
this lady that I would like to move forward with in some way, some shape, form, or fashion. Hey, y'all, be in prayer with me about this. Be in prayer that I have wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. I give it liberally, freely. So do that. I know we talk about, you know, we always say, like, come to God with everything in prayer. But, like, there's nothing too big for God. There's nothing too small for God. Whatever your situation is, honestly, go to him in prayer and have those that care about you, have them be in prayer on your behalf as well. That way he is truly in the midst of all your decisions. And it's not just, hey, man, I was thinking about thinking about Think about this, and you know, she looked good, and she makes me feel good. I can see something possibly being good in my future, so I'm gonna go ahead with that instead of honestly having some real people with some real wisdom say, I don't, I don't like this. I looked at this, this, and this about her, that mixed with this, this, and this about you. You're gonna really want to pray hard before you guys move forward. So, go I ahead. will say to that point. Um, the same day that I decided to do the whole 30-day fast, I got a notification on my phone for a men's group that I was introduced to that I went to. That's good. And so how y'all are sitting here talking about community, I'm not going to lie, that's been the biggest thing for me lately. You know, going to, that's the whole reason why I'm here. Like I said, I met uh, Caleb at a men's group. You know, he invited me out to this. So for real, I'm grateful for y'all's words of wisdom. Like, it's going to help, and I'm going to keep leaning on that because, like you said, I don't know. I can't trust my own understanding. Bro, no, I really appreciate that. Can we give it up for a young brother out here trying to, you know what I'm saying, strive purity? Let's get it. Let's get right, it. But before you go, I just want to say something to you. Um, the way you just referred to community, you talked about your brothers. But when we talk about the celibacy or the abstinence, sorry, and the failure or lack thereof to, to achieve that, we often talk about the woman. And for me personally, I think there's a pattern of placing the burden of purity on women. Like, women wear that burden differently. And a lot of times what that looks like is women get excommunicated. And even in this conversation, I don't think what's happening on purpose is, but what is happening is we keep talking about how when men fall short, um, and the woman also fell short. I'm not ignoring that. Um, but when men fall short, they can they have brothers they can run to, but there's women that they're like, all right, do I cut her off? And I think that, because that was the question, do I continue to do relationship with her or do I need to like permanently separate or do I need to kind of temporarily separate? That was the question, correct? Okay, right. So a lot of times inadvertently, and I think on an unconscious level, women come up and become the center of communication when we talk about excommunication regarding relationships and sexual intimacy, but men get more brothers. And even when we talked about confessing our sins to the brethren um, or to the believers, to the person, um, we don't include women. And so women don't have this role in community and platonic community because we don't train ourselves to consider that women do have a role to play in that community that both you and Elijah were talking about. And I want to say that, like, they really do. Like, just like I think it's beautiful, you started this whole dynamic talking about this beautiful woman, this flawed but beautiful woman that taught you the precepts of the Lord and that really introduced you to God. And I think 
you were imperfect, she was imperfect, another woman was imperfect, you guys all fell, you guys all made mistakes in the same way, and I think I want us to ask ourselves, is there a way that we can unlearn this very extreme marginalized way of doing life between men and women, where we can say, maybe there's another way to bring women into the fold, that we can do life with them, even though they may be the object of our lust and affection, but once we fall lust-wise, then they can't be the object of our lives at all, and a lot of times that leaves women really broken because now they've lost a brother, somebody, they lost a friend, and it's like even more of a heartbreak. It's like I didn't just lose somebody that I'm in love with or whatever. I, I don't even get to be in community. And sometimes that community excommunication extends to your friend's friends and their friend's friends. If that yeah, so oh. the, the, oh. No, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, so in the case of that, especially for me being in a younger, a younger group, do you think it'd be just as important for not only for guys to have men as mentorship and community and that, but also for us to have mentorship or, I guess, mothership. Women that yeah. are older than us, for us to go to and seek advice for and the same advice versa. For that'll, that'll bless your life, right. bro. That'll bless your life. So, real. I mean, so, so here's the thing. I, I do, but, like, there are, uh, within my inner, inner circle, Emily being one of them, uh, Alicia being another one, there's things that I've told them that, a handful of people on this earth know, right? And some of that is based on some things I have encountered sexually. You know, and this is somebody who by a lot of the world standard is still a virgin, right? Like I'm like there's there's things I have done, there's things I just haven't done, right? And so for me, I don't even wear the badge of virgin. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, look, end of the day, I know God's grace. You know, and there are certain acts I'm with, I'm abstaining from, you know, and I don't desire to encounter any of these. Like, but then again, earlier on in my life, that was also not hugging, not holding hands, et cetera, et cetera. But I do believe that when I started involving women in the accountability process, it blessed my life in a way that allowed me to understand both perspectives but within the midst of that, especially for somebody younger, I get what he's saying because no matter, look, I don't care what anybody says. The thoughts of a man, it don't matter how many times you tell me it was both of us. I felt like I could have, it's, it's, it's just like, it was me. That's me. That's on me. Like, like I, I could have, it could have been her Big that was time, aggressive. <clears throat> And initiate, I should have never been there. I shouldn't have put Facts. myself. That's just the, like, I'm trying to tell you how men process. And so the first thing to do initially, knee jerk, is to go to the brothers. Because it's like, hey, y'all, man, I'm, I didn't da 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 You know, now there are times when I have gone to women as well. But I just think, especially in my younger days, in this culture right now, especially Gen Z, conversations of purity isn't even a thing, commonly. And so... What does it mean to even develop or have relationships with the opposite sex? And I think that's something that they're figuring out in this age, right? And so as you're figuring it out, also, there's just certain things you shouldn't share to the opposite sex mm -hmm. in accountability. That's a fact. Until there is season, seasoning in that, right? So I don't think that's something that the person he struggled with, he has to therefore work through with that person. Yeah. And the tough part is, a lot of times... It can be unfair 
that the person, because here's the tough part. On the women's side, the moment they get cut off, despite how many times you tell them, my bad, it's on me, they feel dirty. And they feel like, dag, I just caused this man to fall. I just threw this man off his path. And now I have to be ostracized because, because it is me, my presence, who I am and what I am. Mm-hmm. Right? Which then puts a lot of weight on them inadvertently, as you said. Right? It's a tough balance. It's a, it's a balance that I'm looking at it in aspects of which individual, which time, which circumstance. I don't think there's a give-all answer. I think you have to rely on the spirit and lean in on community and use that wise counsel of women and men. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, like, I, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, don't talk to the woman at all. Like, it's, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I would never say that. Like, one of the smartest things I ever did in my life, get seasoned women that's like, they tell me straight up, nigga, you tripping. <laughs> For real. Like, I'm like, no, but what, what you mean? Like, this don't make sense. Like, I literally, no, you tripping. You need some nigga, you tripping. Like, no, for real. Because it's like, it's necessary. And, like, it, it's one thing. Like, I feel like to some extent at, at some point, it's only so much you can get from the male perspective to where you're going to need to get a seasoned woman perspective in there because going to somebody our age bro or another woman in our age you never know what you're gonna get like for real so it's, it's like yeah like find, finding um that seasoned woman like for me it's a couple i got a spiritual um spiritual father and spiritual mother and like i know when i go to her She's going to give me exactly what I need and tell me exactly what it is to the point to where it's like, yeah, no, I really was tripping in this instance. Like, for real, for real. So, yeah, like, I, I would never say, like, don't don't go to the women. Bro, yes. Fine, as he said, seasoned women. But don't also feel like you got to stick around to the one you fell out with. Wait, so are we saying that unseasoned men... Yes, go to them. When you guys say seasoned, who no, said that? I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying that. So I'm my question is, that. what does seasoned mean? Are we talking about age, age, wisdom, age. Wisdom, wisdom for wisdom, wisdom. for men? So, can I say for men? I do not suggest you about to be thirty like me, mid twenties, early twenties. I do not suggest you go to a woman in your age range with your sexual issues. I don't suggest you do that. I don't suggest it. That's not even though I have exceptions to the rule. So how does this group? There are exceptions to Wait, them. wait. So what I'm trying to, he so, said there's a women's sector and there's a men's yeah, sector. And, and, and yeah. Okay. So my question then is, how do I find that? Se- well, not how would I go about finding a seasoned woman in that case? Because it's easy to find other men that are in the same lane, especially at my age. But someone that is older seasoned woman, like whether it's in the church, like how do I go about The that? first thing I would do is say, when it comes to relationships in general, if, do you have a, like an ultimate goal of marriage? Is this what you want? You probably want to have some married people that you're looking up to. If you have a married couple, you'll have an older woman. Them older married couples, bruh. Hey. That, that'll, that'll change how you, how, you, how you operate and think. Literally. Because it's, it's, the advice you're getting on these streets ain't the same hey. advice they're giving. Hey. Totally different. <laughs> it's, it's different, bruh. Boy. It's different. And um, I think that involving 
somebody who you truly see as an older sister or a sister. Like I said, I, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that, but that's the thing I want to hear. <laughs> hey, no, for real. Don't say it though. Don't okay, say it though. Use your yeah. wisdom. Yeah, use your yeah. wisdom. Yeah. I don't even know. Let me see. You got a coin. Okay, yeah, I could see them naked and wouldn't even be turned on. Oh, I, wow. could, I could, I could literally like it would be like, man, cover up, nigga. What you doing, man? Y'all tripping? It wouldn't be like. I truly, you know, I heard, they're my sisters, mm-hmm. right? And these are people I'm, like, looking at and looking towards, like, man, I love you, but I don't love you, Eros. Yes. It's truly phileo, right? And somebody who you have like that, where you truly just see, which, in reality, should only be one person that ends up having that. If in, in a perfect world, right? You just view everyone brother, sister, until, et cetera, right? Because there is a phileo aspect of who you're going to end up being intimate with as well. Like, yo, like, that's the, man, it's my best friend. That's what you will desire, right? But for me, I don't think it always has to be somebody older than you or your same. It's just somebody who you have a brother, sister companionship with. So there are certain things that I, if somebody approaches me, if a, if, a, if a woman approaches me with certain sexual struggles, I'm like, hey, I hear you out now, but don't bring this back to me again. You know, find somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Because this ain't, this ain't it. Like, this isn't conducive for our relationship, right? So I think that that's important as well. Knowing, knowing yeah, having that, who's my brother, who's my sister, and I really mean that. Not just, yeah. not hey, just up, saying bro? it. Not just, just saying it. Yeah, because you know I that really term. Mean that. Mean that. Real loosely now that, oh, that's my bro. That's my sis. Whole time you behind closed doors sleeping wow. with. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Boisterous. Yeah. Hey. But, but the bro zone? Oh, I mean, the, look. You want to you wanna, you wanna, you wanna get a girl to, you know what I'm saying? No, we ain't, ain't nothing there. Use the word bro or sis. We good. Now, of course, there's exceptions to the rule that will operate and, and be somebody different. That's cool. Yeah. You want to generally talk about it? Call somebody, sis. Like, you good. Yeah. It don't work. They still, they still think they got a chance. So it's even, if you, even if you are direct, that's kind of crazy. That's the clarity we was looking for. It's, it's still not clarity, yeah. apparently. No, no, Go ahead. that is clarity. But to some, it's not. He, he, he just said it's not. Yeah. Even if you do it. It's never Go ahead. So, yeah, it's a seat right there. Wow. She next. But I was kind of um, hearing and referencing, especially there was like two pieces that I heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Personally, just as like in my experience, I feel like I've been on both ends of lust and what it does to someone's mental or just how they feel about approaching a relationship. And ultimately, like, I'm trying to like for myself, so in our ministry, um, we, it's a youth church. So our age group is like from 18 to 30. So a lot of us are just dealing with young people issues and having to approach and have to figure things out about like how we're going to go about this. Like how I want to get married and these types of things and whatever. But one thing that I noticed, especially when I came into my own personal journey and my walk with God, is that how fasting really helped resolve a lot of those inner issues or just any like that fire that I kind of just had just burning inside me and even after like a while of just like continuing I did a 21 day fast and 
prior to that, I was like addicted to porn for like 10 plus years at that point. And after I came out that past, that, that whole entire fast, um, eight months straight, I just was like, oh, I'm done. This is over with. I am done. But I truly believe that with lust, there's always going to be new things that are going to entice something. It's like as you go and you grow and you feel like, oh, I've, I've defeated this. Like this is done. This is over with. There's still going to be something that creeps or tries to come into your life. The devil's like, oh, I got something for you since you think that you're, that you're past this. And I had a situation where I was... And it's crazy because the Holy Spirit told me specifically, this is your spiritual child. You can't interact with this person the same way. And mind you, this person was older than me. So I was thinking to myself like, oh, I mean, like this person's attractive and things and that. Let me just engage in it. Of course, really bad choice. And essentially, I got hurt in the end of the situation and... I was so upset because this person started dating someone and I was like, man, like, Lord, I'm so upset. I'm so hurt by this. He didn't even like the Holy Spirit is always so calm and sweet with me. And he was like, girl, you knew better from the get go. Like I told you exactly from the end, beginning to the end, what this was. This is your spiritual child and you were not allowed to look at him in this way. This was just, this was forbidden from, from the beginning. So I guess for me, what it kind of did for like my heart, I was like, why, like I got to a point with God and I was like, why am I so stubborn? Why is this something that I can break every single other part in my life and give it all to you? But this is an area in my life where I feel this is so difficult. I can't, I can't get, I can't get rid of this. And he just said it so clear because you love it. Because you love it. And that's just what it is. And I feel like, when you're able to be so truthful with yourself and God in those types of moments, those situations, a lot of freedom comes from that. Like you're able to completely release what these things are. So when you were talking and when you were talking about just dealing with the lust and everything, it became like a really hardcore conversation of like, what does your desires lie and what's your purpose? Because I think ultimately a lot of people fall back into the same thing, the same sins over and over again because there's no understanding of their purpose and its fullness. And I think that especially being in my church, OIC, what I've kind of learned and discovered in that, in that time, just, just being there, is that the more you focus on purpose, the more easy it is to unleash the things of the devil that the devil feels that he that he has on you and the scripture that came to my heart was um I wrote it down Romans 3 23 here for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and I even thought about like man like if I'm responsible for where you are as well, because I have this understanding, the Holy Spirit's telling me this. He's not telling you the same thing. If I have this responsibility, there's more, there's gonna be more blood on my hand in God's eyes because he's now instructing me to do something different and it impacts how you see me as well. So if I'm walking in this consciousness and awareness, how am I going to properly approach the discipleship entity that comes into it? Because the more that I internalize these things like oh it's on me it's on me it's on me you know growing up I mean my my family is Kojic 
So how we grew up in the Pentecostal church Dang. was different. Like I literally oh, had yeah. a mother come up to me. He sat all the girls in the front in the beginning of church. And they said, ladies, a man is saved from here to here. Everything else from the torso down, he not saved. Like that's literally what they would say. And it was on, it was just the girls. So I felt like it was my responsibility to hold on to this. I would get so angry at people. I'm like, girl, you, you doing this? Like when we people became sexually active in high school, I was like, girl, you tripping. Like there's something wrong, I'm gonna pray for you. And it was like this judgment and resentment that I had. And then after I entered high school and I had this whole entire like experience where like people were becoming sexually active, I like, I, I became less judgmental because I was in a situation where I was experiencing the same things and I understood where it was coming from. So I guess with all that being said, I guess I don't really have a question per se, but what I could ask is like, the type of pressure that I deal with as a young woman is that I want, when that time comes and I get married, I want to be able to be married and like my husband sees me in a way where it's so sacred and spiritual. And I think that from past experiences, I personally judge myself for those things and issues because I hold that weight so, like that burden so hard. I'm like, I just want to be perfect. You know, I just want to be excellent in this way. And I just want to see, like, you know, from you guys' perspective, from all I mentioned, you know, and what element does there need to be? Um, man, I just lost it. Where you guys can kind of, like, what you guys see, like, when it comes to those important things and abstinence for the women's side and also understanding on our part how we feel that pressure, not only in society, but spiritually as well, and all the burdens, all the things and the pressures that come with that. Yeah, I think that uh, when it comes to perfection, I can be around somebody that I was sexually intimate with to whatever extent and still be blameless before the Lord. Now, in that moment, absolutely not. But Job was blameless. It wasn't called perfect. It's called blameless. What does that mean? It means that if he had any debts, they were all paid. If he wronged anybody, he confessed. Mm -hmm. He got it taken care of. All the sins that were an issue, Lord, you got it. God had nothing on him. He was blameless. We're not going to be perfect, but you do have the ability to be blameless. What is in your control? To the, to so much to the extent, if I owe you money, I shouldn't even give a tithe. Why? Because how am I saying I'm handling spiritual principles when I'm not even handling the natural? We got to handle what we can in the natural as we're operating in spiritual, but we're thinking that we can still be spiritual and not understand what's happening naturally. Right? So what can I do to be blameless? Who do you have to hit up and say, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to? I didn't steward this relationship right. I should have been a better man in this situation. I should have been a better woman in this situation. Or who can you go to the community and say, hey, I have not confessed this. And this has been plaguing me because God's been putting on my heart to communicate that this has been on my mind. Those are the things we have to 
understand what we can't control, we can't control. You can control whether or not you're blameless. And that's simply through getting it out and repenting. As long as you are repenting, that's as long as there's forgiveness. And you're going to forgive more when you understand how wretched you are. When you understand, like, you know what? In those moments where I was also judgmental because I grew up holier than now. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in a place like everybody knew me in church for being that guy, right? That, that stuck to his principles, stuck to his morals. High school as well, right? And so by the time I grow up, I'm still thinking I'm that guy. That's all I've been told and that's all I was. Then I started effing up. And I'm like, man, I could have handled situations differently. I should have shown that person more grace. I'm sitting there going in on my homies. You smashed her? Bruh, we told you not to hang out with her. We told you not to go over there. I told you not to test her after 10 o'clock. And you did anyway. I'm like, bro, what you doing, fam? I know, bro, I know. No, you don't know. You still doing it. Mm -hmm. You got a text right. And I'm sitting there going in. I'm now I'm looking back like that, bro. I didn't love you enough. And it's not God's judgment that leads men to repentance. Now, mind you, it can. But it's that God's goodness leads men to repentance. Mm -hmm. Boy, is he good. It's not to say that the judgment can't do it. Man. But when you understand the judgment you could have received, but you were given grace and shown mercy, man, Change. God has changed my heart in ways of not coming down with the hammer on me. But in ways it's like, man, you know, I still love you in the midst of this, right? And I'm like, Dad, I'm still loved. I got to repent. Because you mean to tell me you still love me after I did this? Yo, man. That part. Spent the whole last year. Wait, question. So you use the word smash, right? And I'm not trying to be placed in mantics or anything. But I think it's a part of the healing that needs to happen for men and women is for us as a church to acknowledge that sitting women, that young girls down and placing the burden of male and female purity and abstinence and celibacy and covenant on women in that way, in that very unidirectional way, is creating a burden on men and women. It's creating this burden, this idea, this false truth that men don't have the ability to look at women as daughters of God. And it's creating the burden on women to say that when or if a man messes up, you only wear the scarlet letter by yourself. And I think that's what's beautiful about the woman that was caught in adultery with a man, but she's the only one drug out. And then literally her execution was stopped only because of the grace and goodness of God. And I, I, my question throughout this whole conversation is how can we as brothers and sisters, but also including the brothers, in saying like, hey, not only did Jesus draw this line, but how can I also be a metaphorical or representative Jesus for the brother and sister that falls short? How can men stand up and say, I'm drawing the line in the sand. This has been the pattern in our church and our communities for way too long. It's creating an unbearable burden for men and women. People are not meeting the goal. The goal is purity until covenant. We're not meeting the goal. When, when do we start to draw the line in the sand and what does it look like for women and men to be equally covered in this, re this regard in the midst of falling short? Um, I would, first, I would like to say that we do need to do a better job of doing exactly what you said. Um, I feel like one of the problems and one of the reasons why it is presented the way it is presented is because the results of said actions will physically show up in a woman's body in a way it won't in a man's. 
Um, not that it justifies. Do I need to move over some? No, you're good. Oh, good. Not that it justifies how things have been handled, but the results are different. I'm not going to get pregnant. It's, it's not going to happen. But with a lot of, a lot of play times in churches, it's like we do want you to abstain from this sin thing. Like it's preached in general in, in service in churches. Hey, sex before marriage is bad. Like they'll be blunt and they'll say it and they won't say sex for a woman before marriage. They'll just say it, period. So it applies to everybody. But then I'll, when you leave the pulpit and you get into the small groups, like you were saying, women are like, hey, a man is saved from here to here, but from the waist down, he's not. It's not because, or it's not always because men aren't being told to be accountable. The fact that he is a part of this group and is leading this group is proof that there are men who know this and are holding each other accountable and believe in the accountability. But it's also because, hey, we want you to be protected. Like some of the times people want protection. It's not, we don't always go about it the right way. And I admit to that. But the fact of the matter is, I got to do what I got to do to make sure you understand this is a big deal. It's a massive deal. And even one time of fun can accidentally result in something for you that I don't want it to. Because sadly, but truly, the man can dip. It's terrible. I wish it never, ever happened. But it happens time and time again to I don't even know how many women. And not that the burden should be on the woman because it takes two to tangle. She's not doing it by herself. The burden is not all hers. But if you can protect yourself from something, a lot of times some of these things come from just a place of, hey, I want you to protect yourself from this. It's the same thing that goes with sometimes you get into um, some of the extremes with feminism. Some of the extremes come from, I want you to be okay without a man. If he does you wrong, I need you to be okay. They go too far with it sometimes, but the heart of it is, I, I love you and I need you to be good. So... We do need to do, do a better job, and sometimes somebody just probably needs to get up in front of the pulpit, not in the small group, and probably just preach the message and just say it bluntly and plainly. Hey, we know the weight that we're putting on women. Men, this is on you just as much. It may need to be done that way so that it's more clearly understood instead of just saying it. Hey, sex is wrong, and it applies to everybody. We know it applies to everybody, but then there's just extra weight being put on the woman. We may need to do that. But at the same time, I think we also need to understand where some of this comes from. There is an extra burden that you all carry that we literally don't. I, I hear your heart in that. Um, and I think the heart is good. How we hear that, we don't see protection that way. I would question, say, wouldn't it protection be more like you? And I'm not saying you would, but as a general, wouldn't protection of sisters be don't dip? When protections as sisters be, hey, I, 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 I value, I'm not going to, you know, know that I can dip and go on that. Like, there's so many other ways. So, I grew up Kojic, too. So, um, a lot, and I love it. And I tell people, I don't have a problem with Kojic because I understand their heart. The skirts and the dresses and all of that, I'm like, dude, God <clears> see <throat> me when I walk outside this church. But their heart was well intended. And Saul, you know, Paul previously saw his heart was well intended. He thought he was God's best, you know? That doesn't mean it's right. And so I think that's the only thing in your statement that, like, I, but you said it too. that's literally what I said. You did. But is that just because you're saying that doesn't mean it's white. Like, where we're coming from, or I would say where I could feel it is that, 
hey, it doesn't change what is happening. So it's yeah. more of a, hey, what will change that? When you say, like, we carry the burden, um, like, or carry the little weight, like, we, we do if we get pregnant. We literally carry the weight. Um, but at the same time, like, why is it that we carry the weight and not that we And that's why I said yeah, we I, may I, need someone in the pulpit yeah, to I, be I, more direct in that specific way. Absolutely. That's why no, I said that. But I'm saying, because, do you well, see your I, words real quick? So I, I, I would say you this. You carry the weight, not... The male and the female. Yeah, so so I, 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 I was talking about the baby when I said that. Yeah, so I was yeah. talking about you literally carry the cultural burden is heavier on women than it is for men. Cultural, mm-hmm. like it's culturally acceptable for men to just be out there slanging. It's not culturally acceptable for women to be out there slanging. So I, th- I think I think it's more contextually on the physical aspect from nature, and then also from a cultural standpoint of women just have a larger burden. Now. We're not considering the spiritual burden it puts on men, which is why I feel like there is a mindset that there is, oh, I can be out there, and because there's no consequence, all I got to do is either get a vasectomy, wear a condom, have her put in a pill, and I'm good. A hidden scarlet letter, it could be just a Yeah, yeah. and and, and literally, you you can do so and literally have no physical, like, burdens Mm -hmm. that people are aware of but be spiritually dead. Right. Facts. And so and so, yes, I, th- I think that the emphasis could be there. But I think to his point is more so nature and culture. Yeah. Right. I said spiritual. burden. I meant literally a baby. Yeah. You guys literally. Okay, I thought carry you were using it as no, a no, dopamine. No. I meant you literally like carry weight. something that we physically cannot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still to my point on that still mm-hmm. is. Yes, we carry it, but you can carry it like in that situation. That's where I was saying the difference between. Just the words you're using. Yes, we physically carry it, but in that statement, not just don't have sex. When a woman is just carrying the weight, like that guy should carry the weight as well. That would have them bear it as well. And so I think that's what, what what should how I hear it is, yeah, you carry the weight. So that's why society is going to give you all this and we go to abortion, all that, like every, a lot of, you know, what are those, you know, whatever is to keep you from getting pregnant. The woman has to do it. Contrast, thank you. I was trying to say contractions. I'm like, that's not it. Um, is the woman. So I'll just like, I know you said maybe if someone can get in the pulpit and just say, hey, you, um, both people don't have sex or whatever. But I was just saying like, can they carry that weight too? If it's, I know that there's no condemnation in Christ, but the shame that the woman may feel like, can you carry that shame publicly as well? Because she's carrying it publicly. That would be the where I would see the protection and the, hey, you're carrying it with us, which, like, again, guys can dip. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't let them, we let guys dip. We are, some people are proud to be a single mother because we know this is what we're going to have to carry. We know this, but instead of like, no, you really should be holding them. He is the one who got me pregnant. That is the daddy. I'm not going to talk bad about him. He is the dad, but we would rather, like, I don't even want to let people know. I don't want, because that's what society has now done, you know. Um, anyways, that wasn't my whole point for coming up here. You know the point that I'm coming up here for. Oh, I know. Is, um, here comes smoke. Why do we weaponize the word brother and sister? Culture. Um, and I do not literally. like that. Culture. Because if you're going to say, if you want to know that a guy doesn't, if you want to shut it down, then call her sister or call him brother. Why are we weaponizing the word that God says this is how we should look at one another as? And again, because he already knows where I feel. I'm going to call you brother or sister. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know what I mean. But I'm going to call you brother <laughs> if I like you. I'm not, you know what I mean. I'm a, 
you didn't romantically. Okay, anyways, I'm gonna, we got it, right? I don't know. Okay, I, thank you. No sentence was completed. Yeah, no. I, I know, but I, you I, like yeah. look. I'm, okay. trying to, I'm, I'm waiting for the sentence. I, I said I was gonna call you brother or sister, but I said no, this one applied to my sisters because I like guys, so I'm not gonna oh, say okay. sister. Yeah, okay, I didn't know where you're going. So uh, I'm going to call you I, brother. I'm truly confused. We, yeah. I we got it. it. We I speak the same language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to call you brother. Yeah. <laughs> the man we lost. Just let you know. Just let you know. He got it. Okay. I'm going to call I, you I brother regardless of if I like you or not because that is what God says for me to see you as. So when you make that statement, say the first way is to let them know, and then you go and make the previous statement of, but if we would see them as brother and sister, then we wouldn't have some of these problems. But then we go back and say, but, you know, if you want to make sure. It just, it belittles the, this was the conversation I had before I even came here. It belittles the beauty and the necessity of um, opposite sex friendships. And I think that's already an issue that we have within the church. There is beauty in those. Just like you're saying, like with Elisa and all those things, like there is beauty in those. And when we do those things, it makes it like... The romantic part, but then it also makes the, oh, man, I don't want to get called. I don't care anymore. But it just devalues something that God really sees as beautiful. So I don't know what your statement is on that. But I would just personally like to make a public service announcement that it should not be um, weaponized. Just tell the person you don't like them. Yeah, you know, in a perfect world, yeah, no, that is great. That. You know what I'm saying? Um as for me at my house, hey. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I get what you're saying conceptually, theoretically, absolutely, I'm with you. Here's the thing. I'm simply stating that generally, culturally, it is understood when that word is used. Because you can say to one word that means multiple things. And in community Communication, bro, sis, the bro zone is called the bro zone. I don't think the bro zone has to be therefore defined as your um, phileo brother. I think it's just culturally speaking, we understand what the bro zone is. We understand what the friend zone is. Wait, God calls me friend. Yes, but I'm not using friend that way. <laughs> I'm using it to say, hey, I don't like you. You're in the zone of friends. But why can't you just you can, say, I don't like but, you? But the way that we communicate in America. In America? Yeah. Words have multiple meanings. America with me? When it comes to America? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> but the, the way that you use gener generally. Now, mind you, if I could call somebody brother or sister, and like it's, it's, it's to the point where, yes, it would be ideal for me to be in a relationship with somebody dating, and then introducing you. It's like, yo, who's this? Yo, this is my sister. Speaking how you speaking now, mind you, you just twist it up. Why? Because you understand mm -hmm. you wouldn't you don't call do that, that with person your brother sister, or sister, fact. even though you understand biblically this is what she is right now. Mm -hmm. Even if y'all get married, right? Just cultural cool, right? Brother, sister, there's a context there, but it's just cultural context. It's just communication. I'm. It's understanding that the culture views this word a certain way, even though it's used another way. That's it. Now, when you in say a perfect world, culture, you mean yeah. the world? You mean Christian? Because that American. Because that now makes me feel like we are now taking on like worldly aspects when why are we using worldly terminology for what God has already given us a specific terminology for? Because now that makes us being like the world, like, oh, I, I love him like a brother. But we don't use brother and sister that way. So now we are using brother and sister that way, which is worldly. Brother I think, and sister I th has I th a level to it. I think you it. can operate words in heart differently than in meaning. 
and it can still have the same power. So you're saying that if someone calls me a sister, I should just go ahead openly, just be like, man, even without knowing all of that person, even without knowing how the nuances is in communication, because communication is even different per person to person, I should go ahead and now assume that they mean... I yeah you don't like me because I'm the type well, yeah, of person yeah, so, I'll be so, like why yeah, you call me sister no, a, no, 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 that, now that is perfect because by communicating that you're now saying I'm the exception to the rule I'm not I don't like that word so if you've considered me sis is this now what you're meaning that's perfect and you are operating it in a way that is conducive to his interaction with you your response is not saying hey uh now. I don't use the word sis as loosely as the culture does. So what do we mean by this? That's perfect. That's communication. But in communication, you have to communicate. And in America, there's a certain way people generally communicate. In a perfect world, yes, absolutely. You can introduce the person you're dating as your brother. But AD. No, because when we're dating, he got a different classification now. No, 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 he doesn't. Right. He's still your brother. Right? He's always going to be my brother if he's in Christ. Would you introduce him as brother? If he is now my boyfriend? He yeah. would not be my boyfriend. If he's not my husband, but he's he also your brother, according to Christ, Bible, right? The levels that go up, a husband is going to be higher than a brother. no greater, no greater, right? no, no greater friend than a brother who would lay his life down. So if that man would lay his life down, your brother, the brother, that's your brother still. He's always going to be my brother. Exactly. In so what I'm saying is like, it doesn't take away from the power of the word brother just because he's you're now calling him that. boyfriend. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Because now it means something different. Meanings can change and still have the heart of the meaning. What's the heart of how God's communicating the word brother? But What's I don't the heart the of how heart God of communicates how brothers being communicated in these circumstances is God's heart. When well, you say brother, if we're communicating in that context, but now we're communicating relationship context where we're talking about brothers and sisters in Christ, but also brothers and sisters in dating. So why and, do we in community. have his heart here and not here? In well, the same I, way, I, why, why wouldn't you call the person you're dating a brother? Introduce him as brother. Simply it's the same put, thing. it's communication. Words have multiple meanings. Maybe have multiple meanings. That's, oh. that's, that's the simplest way. I words have multiple meanings. You're saying words have multiple meanings, and on that you're saying that the assumption is that everybody knows what that multiple meaning is. Generally speaking, here and in America. if they multiple, do not yeah. know, I live in America, so it kind of sounds seek like clarity. a plug towards me. Uh, look, but in America, clarity. I said, so even in that, now you're saying the onus is on the receiver that... I have to clarify what you meant, even though you're not clarifying that I know what you mean when you say that word. That's, it's that's, on the other that's called communication. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, okay. it's not. It's not just. It's not just. Because um, here's the thing, I can say something and it can mean what it means to me, but it'll mean something different to you, and it's nothing always wrong with asking for clarity. So yeah, it is on the receiver to ask for clarity. Why not? And it's on the person who's giving it to give clarity. It works both ways. It's two-way street. So, yeah, absolutely. Always see clarity. <laughs> Understanding. Because you, be, you can know something and not understand something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if uh, not understanding is the goal, please understand. Go ahead. I love you, brother. Love uh, you, too. <laughs> love you, too, sis. Love is the most important thing. All right. So, now... So what I would say um, is that, like, growing up, you know, we have purity culture, right? And you have uh, a lot of us grew up in the church. Um, 
Whereas a lot of youth leaders believe that, you know, young girls should stay on the young girl side in youth ministry. The young boys were on the young boys side in youth ministry. When we went to camps, the boys didn't interfere with the, the girl side. The girls didn't inter interfere with the boys side. When you have lock-ins, right, <laughs> the girls are on the girl side. The boys are on the boys side. And I think what it, it does when you grow up, I think it creates this systematic approach of um, there's a disconnect, right? And I think that sometimes what happens in the abstinence culture when we're trying to uh, walk with young adults and brothers are trying to walk with brothers and uh, sisters are trying to walk with sisters and um, this um, goal of obtaining purity or this goal of staying pure, I think that sometimes I've seen... Um, just in the church that sometimes it can get lost um, in the disconnect of generations, right? And so I guess my question to you guys would be, um, you guys are have been discipled. You guys have been walking with other brothers in Christ. Um, but how do you practically walk with young black African-American men in the church um, who don't really understand the aspect of abstinence or why they should be abstinent. You know, like what what is some practical tools that you can give um, some of these young brothers that are trying to see, okay, I see like the goal, but you know, where where are we going with this goal? You know, like how are you reaching back and saying, you know what, like I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Uh, but like, what are practical tools that you guys can give um, young brothers that are watching this um, that want to practice abstinence until marriage? The very first thing I would say is the only possible way abstinence is a possibility in the least bit. Their heart has to be set on pleasing God. Number that's, one. That's, that's the first thing. Um, either that or there has to be like, for the vast majority of men, something dramatic has to happen to keep them from it. Just, just the way we are. But once that is the case, if they decided I'm, I'm, I want to walk with God, then there's a lot of things that probably need to be in place to keep that from happening. You know, Scripture says to flee youthful lust, and part of the reason for that is because it doesn't take much for us to slip into certain things. So you got to get out quick. If you don't get out quick, you're going to slip. Flee youthful lust, not when it. Oh man, now I'm in the house with her by myself, it's just me and her. Now what do I do? You got to cut that off way before you get to that position. So, any young man who's deciding I want to be walk, I, I don't know the proper term, but I want to abstain from sex until marriage with a young lady, you have to set boundaries for for yourself in a bunch of different ways. That's that's the only way to do it. Only logical way, generally speaking, to do it. Set different boundaries for yourself. For some people, I'm not texting you after 10 o'clock at night because I know where you're going. And I, even if I don't know where you're going, I know where I'm going after 10 o'clock at night, right? Some people, there's certain conversations I'm not going into. There's certain, pla certain places we can't be. There's certain things that we can't communicate on. Don't tell me you like this specific song when I know how explicit, explicit those lyrics are because I know exactly where that's going to send my mind to. Right. You just have to have boundaries. And so the only way to really know that for each man is to get to know that guy and to get to know what those boundaries should be for him. 
And this I, is different for every person. I think the, the second thing would be um, you have to be willing as a man to submit yourself Facts. to other men to be discipled. Pride is one of the biggest things that men struggle with. Um, I would say pride and ego, and I use ego as an acronym for edging God out. And so you have to be willing to submit that and literally put yourself underneath somebody that, one, I would say pray about it. Because my, my spiritual father and spiritual mother, before I even asked them, I prayed two months. Like, yo, point me in the direction of somebody I can really submit myself under that I know is, is going to help guide me in the direction that I need to go. And, and so I was willing to submit that. To, to submit to somebody like that, a, another man. Society will have some younger man thinking, bro, you don't, what? Like, you don't need to do that. You good without that, bro. You're smart. Like, it's like, no. Like, you need to be underneath somebody. Like, whether it's, it's it, he's older than you by five, ten years, or 20, 30 years, like, you need to be willing to submit yourself under somebody that is going to tell you, like, yo, this is wrong. Like, you should be doing this. And then not, not giving you opinion-based answers, but giving you biblical answers. And that was the biggest thing for me. So, like, that, I would say that's number two is, like, being willing to submit to somebody else's leadership outside of your, your house. Because realistically, I love my dad to death. I cannot submit to his leadership. Because I know where his leadership has gotten his relationship with my mom. It ended in divorce. I've seen too much negativity to where I, I can't trust that if I'm to bring this to you, that you're going to lead me in the right direction. So I have to find somebody else that doesn't take away from the love that I have for him. That just that's just simply saying. I've witnessed this and I've, I've seen where your leadership has gotten like I've been your right hand man to some of the things. So I, I, I don't want to submit to that because if I do, I'm liable to follow in those same footsteps. And that's not happening. Um, Mitch's um, sweater. I'm breaking generational curses. That is me. I can't do that if I submit under that leadership and allow him to, because I'm just going to literally do the same thing he did. And there's been instances now to where I've seen the reflection of, yo, no, that was your dad. That action you just did, that was him. And I've had to take that to my spiritual father and be like, yo, this is what I just did. Like, so like you, you literally, I, I think number two literally has to be, like, you have to be willing to submit to, to leadership. I think the last thing is just humanizing little girls and women. Like, Facts. you mentioned this extreme um, approach of completely separating young boys and young girls. And I, the reason I say that it's extreme is if young boys and young girls are not learning how to interact with each other in a platonic way from a young 
then as they get older, we continue to struggle to know what that looks like and know what that feels like. And so women are more than just a whole. They're more than just like your covenant partner. They're not just breeders, et cetera. They are human beings. They are daughters of the most high God. And I think teaching people from a young age how to do life together just as the opposite sex is a huge part of that missing puzzle. I absolutely agree with what they just said. I just want to add in, let's humanize women. Absolutely. Be open with the youngest. Don't act like you're flawless. Okay. All right. Indeed. Okay. All right. We're going to squeeze on in. All right. Okay. You said what? Oh, just move the camera, bro. You good. <laughs> I'm sorry. At this point, yeah, he's not even here. Okay. Hi. I was going to answer the young lady's question from earlier about, because uh, she asked the question, it really didn't get answered, and it should have been asked to other women. Because she was like, spiritually, how can you walk this purity thing out? And when, even when I was listening to her talking, I was like, oh, she's young in the faith, because she's made things that are like what God has just created us to be, natural things, uh, a spiritual, she's kind of demonized it. So like, it's natural to be attracted to people. You should expect that from, you should expect your body to naturally react that way. And because your body's naturally going to react that way, you should set boundaries with how you interact with people that you're going to find attractive. And even if you currently don't find them attractive, you should set boundaries because as you get to know someone, especially if you're sharing vulnerable inf information, you, your relationship naturally deepens, which is why you call people sis to set a boundary. I grew up deep in toxic purity culture, and so I'm well aware of the brosis dynamic. And then also, sexual desire is not sinful. God said it's good, that's why he put it in our bodies. And so, what do we do? We set boundaries on it, because the Lord set boundaries on it. And he said, I, the boundary is, I want y'all to wait till marriage. And so, you, so we have accountability, and we read scriptures uh, and memorize them so that we won't uh, give in to the passions of our lust. Um, it hurts us that we get married later in life um, because, like, when you're getting married in, like, and granted, scripture is an ancient text, but you're getting married, you know, 13, 14, 15, you know, sexual desire is not as big as a issue. But when you're 37 and your body is like, I want to have babies because these eggs are running out, it's a totally different story. These are natural things that God did and said it was good. This is not a spiritual thing. Focusing on your purpose. Purpose changes as you get older. I have had five different purposes in my 37 years of living. And so focusing just on my purpose is not the case. Loving people is the case. Uh, reading my Bible and getting closer to God and learning, being self-aware and learning about myself, um, which I think is the best thing you can do is learn about yourself and learn about God so that you can hear from God on what he wants you to do in whatever moment it is. Because, again, purpose changes. Uh, being surrounded by wise counsel, people who are older, who have been walking with God a long time, the longevity of walking with God, not age, that is what's important. 
uh, my mentor is 50. She has been walking with God for 30 years. And so when I come to her with stuff, she'd be like, girl, that don't even matter. Let me tell you. No, and, no. and so, like, and I just feel like sometimes we are so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. Like, literally, like, th- yes, there is a spiritual realm. There are things happening, happening in the spiritual. But we, in the process of focusing on the spiritual, we miss out on the physical things that God said was good and that there should be a box around it, which is why the Lord gave grace, and we should walk in grace. And a lot of us are not gracious with ourselves because of pride. And so Scripture says, by grace you have been saved through faith, not by works, so don't, no man may boast. But, but we will get up here, especially when we're talking about abstinence and purity. Especially, and talk about all the things we did where we denied sex or this or that. Or, um, it's, those are all works. As opposed to like, I, was really, I really had to lean on the spirit. And I heard from God to do this. Like, even that dynamic has to change. Because growing up deep in purity culture, I dated a guy who didn't believe in being friends with women. I had, I, me and my best friend had a conversation two days ago where she was telling me how hard it is at, for her because in her 38 years of living, she has no guy friends. <laughs> because that's the kind of purity culture we've been in. Because as a woman, I have seen as a person who you can get caught up in. I can't resist, bro. Yo. <laughs> I just I just wanted to add to something she just said. A lot of young women a lot of young women grow up in the purity culture and they think that having the sexual desire and your body having wanting to have sex, even like the the aspect of sex has been demonized, it has been villainized, it has been um, uh, victimized and made made dirty, right? And then a lot of women when, when you're 28 and you're trying to chase this thing and you're trying to wait until marriage, it is natural for your libido to enhance, to increase. And I don't think that oh, older nice. women, I don't think that older women prepared our generation well enough for our libidos to increase, for our sexual desires to increase, to our, for our maturity, um, our sexual maturity and what we know to increase, right? And I think that it's not talked enough of, about it in the church. They don't talk enough about that in the church. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. Real quick, uh, I need y'all to intercede on my behalf. <laughs> I think that the Trump is going to sign by the time my husband comes. <laughs> I just came up here for y'all to intercede on my behalf. <laughs> okay, I'm joking, but no. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking, not joking. No, joking. What are you talking about? That was so crazy, like what you said. Um, we, I've been on this earth for 33 years. I did grow up Pentecostal and, you know, long skirts and everything like that, but God... He, he dealt with me with tradition. I'm no longer in tradition and religion. I'm more in relationship with Jesus Christ, my Lord and personal Savior, period, okay? But I wanted to actually talk to the young man. Sir, uh, I don't know how old you are, but being in, on this journey of, you know, finding the one or should I, let me tell you, no one is perfect at all all right not your wife not your husband is going to ever 
be perfect. And in that, she was probably attracted to what God placed on you at that moment after getting baptized. So a lot of times our attraction is the anointing that God placed on us because once you start once you get married and socks are everywhere, you realize he cuss and you realize he drinks and you realize she does this and she does that, baby, the anointing lifts, all right? So at the end of the day, I'm just saying, Ready? like, you, you got it. It's, you're, you're in the bed next to your person that you one, once loved and then you probably are going to hate one of these days. I'm just saying. <laughs> It is, I have, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, but I'm just, I mean, you have to have conversation with people. You have to have conversation, right? It's a love thing, right? But I'm just saying that you have to have conversation, yes, with seasoned saints. And when we say seasoned, right, we ain't talking about lorries, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the people that actually walked with Christ and been in conviction and understands on both sides of the table, like, I fail and I fell short, but I'm also so I am also operating out of his love, right? So I'm not talking about the one that has been judging 80 years of being in church, right? I just left a place of, uh, a, um, uh, I don't know if I can, I'm not going to say it out loud, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, yes. Um, but sir, um, huh? I'm sorry. It was 20,000 thoughts, man. <laughs> I'm trying to reset it. I'm trying to reset it. We're going to reset it. There's a reset. Somebody had to help. Because I had like 20 thoughts that went through my head. But if I can can say this to anybody that's in here, no matter the age, you're going to always try to get to know yourself. And like she said, in the word says, don't be so earthly, heavenly minded that you're not earthly good. No? No, that's not. Did you just say that though? What's a quote? I'll just say this. What's the quote? Wait. Don't be so so heavenly minded that you're not earthly good. It's not scripture, but. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, in this, I say that to say just protect your heart. A lot of people, when they protect, they put up these walls because they're afraid of rejection, right? Our Christ was rejected in the love that he has given. And I know you're like, man, she the one or she the one. If you know that you don't belong in a relationship right now, no one's the one. Because you can have the perfect someone at the wrong time, and that will screw things up, right? There are people that forfeited their husband or their wife because they said, I want to, I want you now, and now was I supposed to have been, right? Like, there is a lot to this world, and there is no true formula. Honestly, there is no true formula because we don't have the same blood cells, and we don't have the same mind process because your mom didn't do what my mom did, or your dad didn't do what you know, vice versa. Like we all grew up in the not even the same nothing. So it's like seek ye first the kingdom of God. You have to seek him and he will bring these things to you. It's going to it's going to help more to submit to him daily in your process of wanting to know the one. Because the one may not look, she may be uglier. She may be shorter. She may be taller. And if you are searching in a broken space, you're going to find someone that's just as broken as you. So if you just getting out the water and you just getting out, you just getting out of that space and you're like, I'm going to see God stay in that space. And if the right one, if one of the girls that you got choices, 
that person is going to come. She is. She is. I had to realize that at 33 years. I'm like, Lord, the trumpet going to sound. I'm, I'd be funny with Jesus. That's me and his relationship. But at the same time, as a woman that's waiting, because the importance in marriage is making sure that you are marrying right. A lot of people marry broken. A lot of people marry um, just because I got to, because we grew up with Barbie dolls and we grew up with all that crap, right? At the end of the day, pray for my husband. That's it. So, dude. <laughs> This term, the one. Oh, well, that's uh, we're about to uh, try to wrap up. We're trying to wrap up. You got time, buddy. It, it, it keeps getting thrown around. My so, husband, my yes, my okay. There you go. There we go. There okay. it is. Yeah. Can I? I just want to say one more thing. Oh, and go ahead. It's just one. It's okay. a lot more. Yeah, you good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close it up. And all bring things, it home. And all things, please pray. If you're looking for mentors, ask the Lord to provide. Because he is faithful and just to answer every prayer. And every mentor, every friend I have, I prayed for. And the Lord was faithful and just to give. And Because um, we'll get suggestions quickly, and we don't tell people the first thing. Well, you need to pray and ask God. No don't keep praying and asking for the this same is great. thing. That's all we got. That, that's what she said. Your husband will be in our thoughts and prayers. Alrighty. Speaking of pray. Indeed, indeed, indeed. That was another episode of Black Men Do Talk. We have overdue conversations from a black man's perspective. For the last week, audience that thugged it out, make some noise. You feel me? Another great episode. Thank y'all so much. I am your host, Street Hems. It's all the same. What is it? You want to stray and run away, but you only stay Reverend Bishop. Miles Brown, you know what I'm saying? How can they follow y'all? Instagram, the Miles Brown online. Watch out for the giveaways. I'm giving some cash away probably next week. Thanks. You only stay because Dallas underscore absence underscore only stay because that's what we have in the group. Y'all, play play lockdown. Live out here. Fellas, stop playing with these females. Women, you know what I'm saying? Stop playing with these men. Let's get it.